0: Blog Talk Radio. Peace, peace to the gods, peace to the gods. You are listening to High Frequency Radio. I'm your host, Yusuf A.M.
1: It is Sunday, October 28, 2018, broadcasting live from Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to another edition of the Natural Law Hour and I know I ain't been on a lot, uh, on, uh, on the air a lot lately, decided to come back to my roots a little bit, get back on the air, start broadcasting, interact with the people a little bit more. But today, I'm going to talk a little bit about religion and laws of nature and nature's God and the real laws that regulate everything. Cause that's where we have to be at. Cause you know, um, a lot, you know, I do, you know, a lot of people probably know I do the secure party thing. And, you know, sometimes just, just staying in those conversations, I think sometimes we lose sight of things of what's really real. What is the real remedy? What is the real remedy? Can these people do whatever they want to do to us and everything? You know, that seems to be the prevailing thought or at least some people try to get you to believe that, you know, that you don't have any power or anything. Um, these people have power over you. They can do whatever they want to do to you, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I was watching, uh, you know, the Kanye West, uh, you know, the Kanye West thing with uh, him and Trump and, you know, Kanye West, he, uh, you know, he's not very articulate brother, but, um, I was watching the first time when they said, um, You know, he said, you know, the black people chose to be in slavery. You know, everybody just went off on Kanye West. It's like, you know, that's all they heard. Just that's all they heard. They didn't hear anything else. He just, oh, Kanye has said that black people have chosen to be in slavery. And, you know, of course, he was talking about the law of attraction. Nobody, nobody paid attention to that. He explained it. I don't know how many times, but nobody heard that. But the heathens raged. But here's something really interesting that nobody paid attention to, the fact that didn't Harriet Tubman say that if more black people knew they were slaves, that she could have freed more people? I mean, so there was a mindset that was prevalent during that time, that that the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about, that a lot
2: of slaves are content being slaves.
1: That's the problem we have nowadays, too. You know, they've made slavery very comfortable for a lot of individuals. They like being slaves. If you ever get in a position of leadership, you'll see that. And then you have to ask yourself a question, do I want to be a martyr for these people? You know, the slaves? Because the slaves like being slaves. Sometimes, you know, I I'm even of the mindset that I think that some people are born to be slaves. I, I kinda kind of started adopting that attitude a little bit. I'm like, you know we might have something to it. I like, some of these people might have actually been born to be slaves. I mean, look at your Instagram followers. How many followers do you have? Are you a follower? You know I thought that was really interesting. I was looking at this show uh um uh, american American God, you know. And the most profound statement I ever heard was said on that show when one of those guys said, "He who controls the paradigm is God." And you know, it was really the social media gods against the uh, the old school gods and everything. You know, you had the old school gods, Thor, and you know, uh, you know, uh, 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 who was that? Isis. Uh, you know, all the you know the old school gods versus the new gods. You know, the Instagram guy the Facebook god. You know all those new gods and everything. You know, and everybody want to know how many followers you got, because the whole the whole point of it is that what makes a person a god is how much attention his followers give to him. That's what makes gives a god life. So then it made me really think. I mean, like, you know, is that what they do in creating gods on you know, like social media as and how many followers you have? I have a million followers. Well, isn't he like a god? Isn't that the same? terminology that they use you know how many followers does this god over here have and in the bible you say i'm a jealous god you ain't mad at the other gods there are many gods and so forth you know is that the same you know is they kind of like made that same kind of like thing going on today and we're not paying attention to what's going on just something to think about you know some of you to kind of marry marinate on but it was in a show called american gods and you should watch that show that's really interesting things to say in there but what makes a person a God and are there gods? You know, if you use this word God, you know, I always start my shows off with peace to the gods and it offends a lot of people. It offends a lot, especially Christians. It offends them. And then what make, I'm going to tell you what really pisses them off is when I open a Bible and show it to them in a Bible. I say, turn to Genesis three twenty two. What did God just say to Adam and Eve? Look, the man has become one of us. Okay, you were something called a man, and then you became something called one of us. And then I shoot them over to Psalms 82, 6, where God is talking, I say you're God, and all of you are sons and daughters of the most high. But you shall die like men. You shall die like men. You're a god, but you're gonna die like a man. It's God talking now? And then I go and check out the Son of God in the New Testament, John ten thirty four. And He said, Isn't it written in your Lord? I said, You're gods. If He calls them gods of whom the Word of God has came, the Scripture cannot be broken. Now you show these people this in their book. You show it to them in their book, and then they start making excuses. You don't understand what you're reading, you Savell. You are taking it out of context. So then I hit him with, Well, do you know Hebrew? They don't know a lick of Hebrew and nothing like that. They ain't studied nothing in an in the original language and everything. Because you know, if you just really want to get technical with it, this word God don't exist. Okay. The word is Elohim when you look in the scripture. When you look in Jesus spoke Aramaic, he used the word Eli. Like he says right there in Matthew twenty seven, forty six, Eli, Eli, sabachthani? My God, my it's being interpreted as my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? All right. So we get technical with him. I said, okay, well, let's go into the language. And they said, well, you know, that's that big G, little g concept. I said, well, you know, there aren't any capital letters in Hebrew. As a matter of fact, when you look at your Strong's Concordance and you look at this word in John ten thirty four, in Matthew, uh, in uh, Psalms 82, 6, and in Genesis three twenty two, it's the same damn word in Hebrew. But for somehow, some kind of way, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I am misinterpreting the Bible. After I didn't went to all, the, I didn't took it way further than you. I didn't went into the language to see what it was saying in the language. Your ass ain't even budge. You ain't even probably opened up a Bible in the last last thirty years, and you are gonna tell me that I'm misconstruing the word and that there is something wrong with me because I say
0: you are a god.
1: Notice I said a god. I didn't say the
0: god. I said a god. Elohim but what makes you a god
1: you know I have the feminists and you know and then they little lackeys and everything they woman is god you know I'm gonna dress that too you know the little lackeys and everything to be like buying into that you know it's like what is the man if the woman is god then what is the man the worshipper of god <laughs> Oh boy. But anyway, I don't want I don't want to go down that road just yet. I'll be addressing that in a little bit too. But what makes you a god? What makes you a god? I think a good definition of a god would be anything or anyone that is in control. You know, food could be your god. Your girlfriend or boyfriend could be your god. Social media could be your god. There's a plethora of things that could probably constitute being your God. You know, it's anything or anyone that is in control of you is your God. Worried about what other people think about you, you make them your God. A lot of things that could happen to make you, you know, something a God. But a God is anything or anyone that is in control. Now, when I use the word, I'm talking about that anything or anyone that's in control is you being in control of yourself. That's my definition of what makes a God, a person that has self-control, a person that has disciplined himself to a very high degree where he can begin to manipulate the natural forces around him and make them bend to his will. That's my definition. You don't have to, you know, wonder what I mean when I say, you know, are you saying that you're the creator of the boundless universe? No, not saying that. What I am saying is that each and every one of you have the innate potential to become a god or a goddess. Now, how do we do this? Well, the first thing we have to learn is we have to learn – the laws of nature. There was a very beautiful passage in the Esoter, the fundamentals of esoteric knowledge, uh, that was stated that you know the only way to defeat nature is to obey her. So the first step we have to learn how to obey nature. Why do we call nature a her? Why is she, is, is she always see Yusuf? She is she. Uh, God, it's God. The nat- You know the universe is a womb. And I would agree with you. But it's something that you miss. There is a father, God, and a mother nature. There is a masculine and feminine aspect on all three levels of spiritual, mental, and uh, spirit. the spiritual, mental, and physical plane all have a masculine and phys- uh, feminine component attached to it. Got to learn what that is. a passive and active principle is what we should call it. So the universe is the passive principle and what they call Father God, which is you know a loose term. They like to use, you know, the Christians, they put everything in kind of like an allegory format, you know, made God into a he. but he's speaking into something in the Bible when he says, Let there be light. What is he talking into? You know, who is he talking at? You know, that would be the feminine principle. to something that's going to manifest something, that's going to bring something into manifestation. But you need both of those principles, this masculine and feminine working in concert together to bring in what is called creation. But there is something above masculine and feminine, and that is what you would call the void, triple darkness, uh, the unknowable, the infinite, or, what would literally be called God in the sense that a lot of people use it. Uh, in the Kabbalion, they use the word the undifferentiated, the nothingness. But there's no such thing as nothing because nothing is really something that hasn't been manifested into something. You know, this is what they use in the Kabbalion, the undifferentiated, because everything really in the universe is all composed of the same thing. It's like we're in this ocean of mind substance that hasn't taken form, the formless, as they would call it. But we have to learn these laws first and get these principles down in our mind first, and then we can begin on the road, on the trek to becoming a god or a goddess. So we got to learn the rules first to be a god or a goddess, okay? And there are seven rules, of course. We have mentalism, correspondence, okay, vibration, polarity, rhythm, Cause and effect and gender. Now, these are the seven principles that you have to master first that makes everything else understandable. If you go out there and read something like The Emerald Tablets of Thoth, you know, if you know those principles, now you can begin to read this book and say, okay, I see what it's talking about. When you read Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, then you can understand what all those principles are talked about in there. When you read, you know, The Science of Getting Rich, or any book out there, when you start reading it, whether they're talking about the law of attraction, whether they're talking about magic, witchcraft, or whatever it is, I guarantee you that if you know those principles, you can have a discussion with a witch, you can have a discussion with a Satanist, you can have a discussion with a Magi, uh, with a Kabbalist, uh, with a anyone, a Christian. Because they all operate off those rules. They all operate off of those rules. Let me say them for you again. Mentalism, all is mine. Correspondence, as above, so below. Vibration, everything vibrates, everything moves, nothing is at rest. Polarity, there are two sides to everything. Rhythm. Everything has its time. Everything has its inflow and outflow. Cause and effect. Okay, for every cause there's an effect. For every effect there's a cause. This is what gives order to the universe. And gender. There's a masculine and feminine or active and passive of principle associated with everything in creation. So we got to get those things down first. And if you get those things down... Then you can have, begin to have a discussion with anybody about anything, and then you can start to make magic happen into your life. For instance, we can start with the mentalism. You are in the image and likeness of God because you have a mind and you have thoughts, and your thoughts are things. When you think of something, it has manifestation. It, like, for instance, you have this image in your mind Just stop for a second and think of something, anything. And see it very clearly in your mind. Now, this is the kicker. This is what you have to understand. That thing that you see in your mind
0: exists. It exists. Okay? It's real. It's real. Okay? You may not think
1: it's real, but it's real. It's real. It just hasn't manifested on the physical plane. Take, for instance, like
0: water. Water goes through all three
1: of, you know, states, solid, liquid, and gas. So when you see this image in your mind, you should visualize it as a gas. It's invisible. It's in a gaseous state. You can't see it. It's beyond the physical senses, okay? So it's in a gaseous state. This is image in your mind's eye that you see, as you continuously think about it and add force to it over an extended amount of time, it goes from the gaseous state to the liquid state. And as you keep on thinking about it, it goes from the liquid state into the solid state. This process of manifestation is what occurs in when you're using your mind. Okay, and this is why you have these first three laws, which are mental, correspondence, and vibration. Okay, we're talking about a vibration that's slowing down that corresponds with what is going on in the mental realm down into the physical realm, as above, so below. Look at the mental realm as the above, and the physical realm as the below, as above, so below. Okay, so what we see in the physical plane is the result of what was in the spiritual and mental planes first. This is cause and effect. For every cause, there's an effect. Okay? So the effects, if you're living in the effects, which is if you're a physical person, you don't have any power because you're only dealing with effects. And you're allowing effects to influence the way that you think because if you can't see, touch, taste, smell, or hear it, it's not real to you. So you're allowing the physical to control you and control your thoughts. You're not a very spiritual person. You haven't learned to deal with the cause. And the cause is in the mental. That's why the first law is the mental. Everything revolves around the mind, what you think. The predominant thoughts that you carry around every day. Do you allow negativity to seep into your life and negative individuals? Cut them off. If there's no exchange of positive energy emanating from these individuals. Cut them off. Get them out of your life. Root them out of your life. There is a one of the forty eight laws of power. Follows the law. It says avoid the unlucky. One of the forty eight laws of power. Avoid the unlucky. Stay away from these individuals. Because they will taint you. Okay? Uh there was someone who um they told me about the cash flow quadrant. Robert Kiyosaki, you know, he had a game he came out with called the cash flow quadrant. He said at the end of the game, when you become wealthy, you gotta you gotta stay away from poor people. I, I got th- I got a little m- a mime on my uh, on my on uh, on my on the uh, stream on this that talks about poverty is not a sin. Reason not a sin because you bring poverty on yourself. The victims don't think that way. You know, you got this thing called uh Tariq Nasheed and a lot of people, they walking around. And I like Tariq Nasheed, don't get me wrong. I like I, I love the brother, love hidden colors, and uh him and Umar Johnson and a lot of those brothers. I love those brothers. And, you know, Umar's been on my show a couple of times. But there's one thing I disagree with them with, and there's this thing called white supremacy. That's one of few every time they say that. I just, you know, it just, it just makes my flesh crawl. I'm like, man, why you keep saying that, man? Why are you giving, why are you speaking that into existence? Why are you giving that power? White supremacy. And I understand why, you know, I understand why um, the thought process goes what it is, but that is an example of of allowing the physical to control our mental when it should be the other way around. The physical is the effect the cause is the mental. So when we learn how to change our thinking, we can create our own reality. And this is what Kanye West was saying. He said, man, you go back go back and listen to the TMZ video. The brother was telling you, he said, look, we didn't create the If we are experiencing something, we brought it on ourselves. And that's kind of hard for people to accept, you know, because they say, what about a baby? What about we, I, I didn't think about this. And that's where another misconception, you think you have to, think exactly about that particular situation well that's not what it is these are vibrational frequencies okay so if you have a negative vibrational frequency you draw negative things into your life may not be exactly what you were thinking about but it will be something that is a vibrational match with whatever thought that you're bringing or feeling more specifically it's very important for you to feel good very important for you to feel good at all times always feel
0: good Make sure you always feel good. So it's the mind that we're dealing with. It's the mind. The mind. The
1: first phase is the mind, getting your mind right. How are you thinking? Are you allowing negative things to influence you? Your mind. And the mind is the hardest thing in the world to control. We used to do these exercises, you know, in, in our order. And what it was is, can you sit for 60 seconds and think about one thing without allowing another thought to invade your mind? Why don't you try will not you sit down, get in the asana position, and see if for
2: 60 seconds
1: you can think about one thing without allowing another thought to invade your mind let's see how much control over your mind that you have have you ever thought to think about that have you ever, ever have you ever stopped to think about whether the thoughts that are coming into your mind are yours or are they somebody else's you know Tahuti talks about that in the emerald tablets he said you got to learn how to be able to discern what thoughts are your own and what thoughts are emanating or having an origin outside of your being? Have you
2: thought about that?
1: You know, I wrote a paper a long time ago in college. It, it, the name of the paper was We's Are Free, ain't we? That was the name of my college paper. Because my... My professor, he wanted us to write a paper on freedom. What is freedom to you? And, of course, everybody said, you know, it's the United States, you know, freedom to do whatever we want to do, you know, to be free from oppression. You know, all the students, they wrote the typical thing. But, of course, I addressed the mind. I the you're only free if your mind is free. I'm only free if I have original thought, if I'm not regurgitating what someone has told me. You know, am I free? Am I free when I go to the mall and buy some clothes? And did I Was I free to wear what I wanted to wear, or am I free to pick what somebody else put out there for me to wear?
0: Did somebody else decide how I'm going to look? For me. Free, ain't we? Or did when I went to the mall and bought something, did I really want to buy it, or was it the result
1: of watching commercials over and over and over again and then a thought got implanted in my subconscious mind and at a specific time when i went into the mall it activated and i had an impulse
0: and i bought something was i free or did somebody influence me to do that are you free free ain't we What is freedom? Do
1: you have control of your mind? Are you thinking for yourself? or Are you allowing outside influences to do the thinking for you? Because if you allow outside influence to control you, then something else is your God. This is one of the things they had to do. They had to put God on the outside, even though... In Luke 17, 21, it says, Look ye not there nor here, but the kingdom of God is inside of you. Think about that. If God wanted you to be truly free, wouldn't he have to make it so that your thoughts are your own? And in doing that, wouldn't everything have to originate inside of you instead of outside of you? And here's something else for you know you have to think about too. How do you know when something is the truth? If you hear truth and it resonates with you, wouldn't it have already have to be a part of you for you to identify it? Think about that for a second. Wouldn't it have to already be a part of you for you to recognize something?
0: Wasn't the truth already in you? Wasn't it already in you? Can you really teach anyone anything?
1: Or am I just making you remember something? Is teaching about putting something in somebody or drawing something out? I tend to think when you try to put somebody in something in somebody, that's called indoctrination. If you want to teach somebody, really teach them You're drawing out. You're bringing.
0: You're bringing them into a state of realization. It's already in you.
1: You already have these capabilities. You just forgot. <coughs> So we got the mind, the mentalism, okay? And then next, of course, is correspondence, as above, so below. You know, a lot of people like to throw that around. And when we talk about as above, so below, we're talking about the different states of manifestation, the mental, spiritual, and physical planes. You know, you can look at somebody's life and tell what their thoughts are. I can look in your life and see how you think. If you're in poverty, you're angry all the time, but that's your thoughts because you're manifesting it on yourself. And you know what? You got to start thinking about this too. I've thought about this a lot, you know, like with the judges and everybody, you know, they want to give people psychological evaluations and everything. And that may be because, you know, a lot of them are masons and, you know, luminous and, rosicrucians and you know skull and bone members and things of that nature and you know they learn all this stuff i'm talking about by the way and you know they surround themselves with those kind of people all the time so a lot of the thoughts that a lot of us engage in are kind of foreign to them they may even be you know like not even understand why we think the way that we do and so i can see sometimes things coming off as kind of crazy to them because they're like look man you in my courtroom the only way you could have been came in here is if you thought yourself in here man. Okay, you in this situation because you put yourself in this situation. We ain't do nothing to you. You are God. You have the power of all things. You don't know that? Now, that would make sense if somebody wanted to give me a psychological evaluation because I'm blaming somebody else for my situation. I'm walking around with a victim mentality. And some people, they relish victim mentalities. You know, they don't like that fact. What, are you saying that the person that raped me, it was my fault? That's why I know I'm going to get that question. I always get it. And then what really get them, if I say yeah, I say yeah. (laughs) What?
2: Oh, I'm not listening to you anymore.
1: I'm appalled at you, U.S.A.V.E.L., for saying that. I'm like, look, what do you want me to do, change the law for you? You want me to change the law for you. You want me to change a natural law. Either the law is real or it's not, it's not me saying it. Because if I change it for you, then I'm saying I'm calling myself a lie. Okay, I have to honor the law. The law says that you create whatever it is that you're going through. So if there's something happening, you did it. Now, whether you want to accept that or not, well, if you don't want to take the time to really understand what that statement means because it's deeper than what it's
0: on its face, then that's up to you. But the law is the law. The law is clear. And you have to accept the law. And you won't be able to take control of your life until you accept the fact of who you
1: are. Look, the man has become as one of us. I said you are God. And all of you are children of the most high. Isn't it written in your law? I said you are God.
2: All this right here is written in right in front of your face. Don't get mad at me.
1: Listen, I sympathize with your situation. I'm not condoning the actions of someone else. But what I am saying is you have to learn how to take responsibility for your own life and understand who you are. You only think that way because you don't know who you
0: are. Know thyself. Sometimes the truth hurts. Sometimes I have to give you the brutal
1: reality of it. You are God and goddesses. You have the power over all things. That's not just some statement. That's the truth. Now, you may not know that you have the power over all things. You may not know how to use your power. Some of you are like children with a machine gun. You've been given this powerful thing called a mind without an instruction manual. So most of you are just walking around with thoughts in your head, just thinking they're just thoughts in your head, like children. So you have to be reborn again. In other words, I'll say the way Yoda said it. You have to unlearn what you have learned, because everything that has been taught to you is wrong. You've been taught wrong. So we you need to be retaught. Okay, we need to get you. I pull out the instruction manual. You didn't get your instruction manual with your mind. They didn't give it to you. Okay, you came right into this planet immediately, and the people who caught you and everything with these damn demons and everything was meant to siphon off your energy, steal your labor, and make you serve them. You know, from day one, giving you vaccinations,
0: jacking you up with Similac and all kind of stuff. You don't even know what real health feels like. So we got to get the instruction manual for the mind. How does this thing work? Where is
1: the trigger? And what are the bullets? Okay. Cause you got a terrible weapon at your disposal. And if you don't know how to use it, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot, which is what most people are doing. And that's why you look like you're crazy because you're walking around with these uncontrolled thoughts, creating situations for yourself not knowing that you're creating the situation for yourself, reacting to the situation you created for yourself, creating new thoughts in your mind, which in turn cycle back around creating new situations for yourself and what you're reacting to those situations for yourself. And it's just an
0: endless cycle over and over again. And you look crazy. Your ass is insane. Because you
1: keep doing the same thing Over and over again, hoping for a different result, because you don't want to read the damn instructions that came with your mind. You just think them is just thoughts in your head. Thoughts. What are you talking about? It's just, you know, one thing about me when I was younger, I was younger. I thought this. I said, you know what? I bet you we can do more with our minds than just think. And I'm just walking around just these thoughts in my head. It just seems like, you know, God would just make it just like, that's all it does? You know, just, that's all it does. And then you're limited in that because you can really only think about what you've experienced. Your imagination only works as far as what you've experienced. And if you don't believe that, I'll give you a test. Think of a color that doesn't exist. Create a new color in your mind. You can't. Because the only colors you know of is the ones you didn't see. And you can make combinations of that, but it's only at the end of the day, it's only going to be what you've experienced. If If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. Okay, there's a qualification. If you can conceive it, conception, you are a limitless being. But your limitations is based off of your ability to conceive it and your
0: ability to conceive it is predicated off of what you've experienced. This is
1: why some of y'all can't manifest certain things in your life too, because you can't, some of y'all can't conceive of yourself as wealthy. It's not within your realm of possibility, you know, you may have to experience the little things first, but that feeling of possibility to start to seep into your being and so forth. So it's not it's not able, you're not able to conceive it just yet. But if you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. What are you able to conceptualize in your mind? You've been given a weapon now, the imagination,
0: concentration, visualization, and imagination. Those are your tools. Imagine it, visualize it, then concentrate on it.
1: Make it manifest. So as above, so below, okay, which is kind of like cause and effect kind of goes in there, too, because, you know, whatever you're thinking about, that's the cause and the effect manifest in your life. It's cause and effect. And you keep reacting to the effects, just like people who, you know, deal with health issues. You take some aspirin. You know, you're not dealing with the cause. You're just trying to deal with the effect, taking aspirin. What is causing the headache? You gotta take care of that. You know, what is causing the cancer? You don't need no damn radiation treatment and everything. What caused it?
0: Let's deal with the cause. Root out the cause. And the effect will change.
1: If you wanted things to change, you have to change. You have to be the change you're looking for. And, of course, vibration. Everything vibrates. Now, this is something that science has proven, that everything vibrates. Everything is moving. Everything is in a constant state of flux. Even if it appears to the eye that it's not, when we can look at it under an electron microscope, we will find that everything is composed of the same thing that is vibrating. And this is why, in the beginning, God said... Let there be light. He spoke everything into existence. Now, if you are like God, shouldn't you have the ability to speak everything into existence too? Remember, it said in Genesis 3.22, look, the man has become as one of us. And right there in Genesis, when it says, and God said, that word is Elohim in Hebrew. The same word that's right there in Genesis 3.22. The same word that's right there in Psalms eighty two six. Go look it up. Don't believe me? So if you are that you have a macrocosm and a microcosm, if God is the macrocosm and you're the microcosm, if God is the ocean and you're a teaspoon of water being pulled from the ocean, which means you have the same qualities, just different in degree and you have the same qualities of God, shouldn't you be able to speak things into existence in your universe? Can't you say let there be light, and then a light turn on somewhere in your life? Vibration, sound. They're doing experiments with with it all the time. You get on the internet and see this. They're showing you the power of sound, of vibrational frequencies, the high frequencies and the low frequencies, what they're capable of doing. So everything is composed of the same thing. What gives it its different textures and Things of that nature is vibrating at different rates of speed, but it's all the same. Call, think of it like a stem cell, if you will. Like sound is like a stem cell. You know, stem cell can become any kind of cell. Well, it's the same thing with your words. They can become anything you want. The mind can make anything you want. It it has a substance called this this uh, this undifferentiated. If you want, like Wallace Waddles called it, he called it thinking stuff. You know, Wallace Waddles, that's what he called it in The Science of Getting Rich. The thinking stuff. You know, in the Kabbalah, they call it the undifferentiated. You know, some books, they call it the triple darkness, the void. Some, some of them call it chaos, order out of chaos. They have these different words and everything, you know, that he used, you know. But they're just terms to try to describe something that really is incomprehensible and beyond man's ability to describe. But yet they get in wars about it and just want to kill each other and call each other crazy for saying it. That's what I find very amusing and interesting is that people want to debate about things that they have no way in hell of proving. You know, we can only offer these kind of, um, you know, based off deductive reasoning as it says in the kebab and in our ability to discern and everything, we can try to give labels to it and express it in terms to make it understandable to convey concepts and so forth. But to really make a, you know, definitive type of conclusion as to the nature of source is ridiculous. Tahuti didn't even try to do it. I see the phone lines lighting up. Y'all want to talk to me? I'm hitting some nerves out there. Y'all want to talk to me? I know y'all ain't talked to me in a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah, high frequency radio going to fire back up. I'm firing it back up. I'm fire, it's been all cylinders. We've been to fire back up. I've been away from the radio for a long time. I'm to fire. Ain't, ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed. I had to come back to my roots too. I mean, you know, YouTube was cool, but I was like, man, I got to get back on the radio, interact with the people. Talking everything so, you know this, 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 These videos and everything's cool but I got to get, get back on the air So Let me take a call real quick I want to I want to get some Feedback on some of these things I'm talking About phone lines are open Y'all want to hit one on your phone 424-222-5250 424-222-5250 Hit one on the phone Go to the phone line real quick. Three four seven ten forty one. You on the line? What's on your mind? High frequency radio.
3: Peace, Yusuf. How you doing,
1: brother? Peace, 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 guy. What's happening? I'm doing all right, fine. What's
4: going on? I'm chilling, man.
1: You know, just just bobbing on what you're talking about. Keeping the natural law first and foremost. You know what I mean? Um, I wanted to uh, get your opinion and a comparison, maybe you could make on how. The natural law applies to, like, what's going on with Winston right now. You know what I mean? Because he just got sentenced now. Law always, is. The law, the law, the law always applies. The law always applies to everybody. I mean, the, it always applies. It's like the girl asked me about rape. I mean, it's like somebody asked me about Dr. Malachi York. You know, there's a law, is there an exception for the law? You know, it's like. Right, not you at put, all. You know, it's, it's, you know I'm going to say this. I got arrested one time. All right, and, um, before I got arrested, I started really thinking about getting arrested, and you know, I was like, you know, because I, I knew what I was doing, and you know, I was like, you know I was like, all of a sudden, you know at first, my mind was free, you know I'm making money, I have a good time, you know, my mind was free, but then there came a point where it seemed like this dark cloud started hanging over my head, and I started having this feeling of getting arrested, just like if you're driving a car and you see the police. And the police, you know, you just, man, I hope the police don't mess. You know you're doing something wrong in the car. You maybe got something in the car or something. So you start emanating this this vibrational frequency, and that, now the police picks it up, and now he pulls you over or something like that, and you're like, why are you fucking with me, man? I wasn't doing anything wrong. You know, my, my driver's and clean. My, I got my insurance. The tag is right on the car. Why you want to search the car? Police will tell you that they got this what? intuition or when you're driving your car and you look over at a person that's driving next to you and next thing you know they look over at you you know you got to understand that thoughts are can be picked up by other individuals you got to understand this stuff so there is no exception for the law if i end up getting arrested hell i gotta say you know i put myself in that situation by starting to worry about something winston Stroud was writing uh instruments i think for like a billion dollars or something like that. I don't know, a couple of billion dollars. What they really got him on is tax. Ev- I think a tax evasion. Uh, you know, failing to file his taxes, and they just added the instruments on there. You know, I read I read his. Uh, I read his uh, thing, and I know how to fe- see people don't deal with the feds know how the feds do. The feds, they'll get you on one thing and then add stuff on top of it. You know, it's like this is the shit. We really want to get you with this, but we can't. But we don't get you for this bullshit. And we don't add that on there. It's called, um, it's called enhancements, all kind of things that they will do to you. Like, for instance, when I caught a federal case, I got a gun enhancement. Now, I didn't have a gun. I wasn't in the commission of a crime doing a gun or anything like that. But I, I got an extra two years for that. They call them enhancements. Y'all can look this, up on, on, uh, on, uh, look this up. A lot of people don't know how the feds get down. So the enhancement, okay, I, they couldn't give me a gun charge, so they gave me a gun enhancement. And added points, because feds go by points, and that point added up to additional amount of time in jail. And what the judge told me, I addressed the judge and said, man, I have a right. My guns, I bought them, and I have a right to have a gun. And she told me, she said, you're right. You do have a, have, a right to have a gun. I, but I believe, this was exactly what she told me word for word, I believe that you are using your gun to protect the proceeds of your illegal activity. Now, see, a lot of y'all don't understand how shit go. See, y'all look at this shit, Um, Winston Stroud, and y'all listen to these people talk about things. You ain't been in the—people who've been involved with the feds know what I'm talking about. It's only people who have never dealt with the—people who been involved with the feds understand what Winston Stroud is going through. People who have not dealt with the feds, they just talk, they don't know what the fuck is going on, okay? They don't know what the fuck is going on. People who have been involved in affairs, when they look at Dr. Malachi, New York and they say he pleaded guilty and stuff, we understand what's going on. Because we all, I went through that. They got me to plea out by trying to indict my wife. They do that to everybody. They didn't do it just to him. They do it to almost everybody. But if you've never been through that, you don't know. So I'm not passing judgment on them. But what I will say is this. I can testify from my own experience that when I got caught up in all that, I was thinking. I was thinking about it. When you go back and think about everything that led up to it, even with Heather Tucci, you could see what was going on with them. You see these people know they're thinking, okay, you just went and spent a million dollars on something. You don't think that something's going to – you think you're going to walk away with some money out of a bank and kind of know that it was kind of shaky what you was doing and you not be projecting some sort of, sort of thought in the universe that you might get arrested for what you just did. This is why you got to live an honorable life. Because you are creating it, whether you want to admit it or not, at either, or some level in your psyche and everything. This is why you have to be pure and live an honorable and clean life so that you won't bring these things in your life. And it's very difficult to do in this, li- in this, in this life where people are trying to make money and survive and everything. But I, the law does not make exceptions for anybody. I'm not here to make excuses for anybody. I can't even make an excuse for myself because the law is the law. It's called immutable. It's where it's immutable. <laughs> the word is immutable. Okay, they call it immutable laws. Immutable. You pull that up for you, read immutable. Okay. Unchanging over time or unable to be changed. Okay, there is no force that can work on the immutable laws. They're not a respect of persons. They don't care what you feel about it. They don't care how your opinion about it or anything like that. They are immutable. So if there are immutable laws, and I say this is the law, and the law says that, hey, you're the one to create your situations and everything, and somebody come up in there and say, okay, what do you think about Winston Stroud? Winston
0: Stroud created it.
1: He either did it consciously or subconsciously. Being a master and getting control of yourself takes years of practice. What we're talking about is not something that's very easy to do. I was just uh, reading something is talking about, you know, communicating with um, entities and other dimensions and they don't come to you. You got to come to them. In other words, you got to learn to elevate yourself, your vibrational frequency up to a level where you can communicate with them. And that requires you to get disciplined to be able to do that. So you, you understand what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a, it's a level of discipline that comes with in thinking and It is a habitual way of thinking. And and let me see if I can illustrate it for you. You know, you got these these four levels of mastery called unconscious incompetence, and you got conscious incompetence, conscious competence, and then unconscious competence. Okay. And I'll tell you each four. Unconscious incompetence is when the conscious mind, you don't know, and then you you don't even know how to program the subconscious mind. So you're just walking around. You just this person with ninety percent of the people out there are okay. Well, they don't know the power of their mind. They don't know the, the the power of the subconscious mind. They don't. They haven't been given any information about how the power of the subconscious and conscious mind and how they interact with each other. So they're unconscious and they're incompetent. So they're unconscious incompetence. Okay, they're incompetent and they're unconscious. Then they somebody like comes along and tells them something. So now they're conscious. But they're still incompetent because they don't know how to use the information. Okay. Then at the next level is get to conscious competence where they not only do they know of the information, but they know how to use it. And now they're actively attempting to utilize the information. Okay. But it requires effort on their part to do. And then the last stage is mastery where you reach what is called unconscious competence where now you don't even have to think about it. It's just automatic because you've imprinted it in the subconscious mind. Just like doing a piano. You know, a person learns to play the piano first. They go through all those stages. The last stage when it's in the subconscious, they can play the piano and hold a conversation with you at the same time. Sing and do the same thing. Rappers do the same thing. A rapper or a poet who has memorized his poem or his lines is a better rapper than a person had to read it off a piece of paper. 'Cause he can do his ad libs and motions with his hands and add feeling to it and everything like that. Cause now he doesn't have to concentrate on so much on what he's saying because the subconscious mind is taking over, leaving the conscious mind free to do other things. All right. So this is the same thing in mastery in your life. Okay? It's a ritual that you go through on a daily basis. This is why they say write down your goals and things. These are things you have to do for extended amounts of time. I put a thing on my face on my uh YouTube page called uh uh, it's uh, the million uh, 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 mental mastery of the mind How to become a millionaire And basically what it was telling you For three months You had to say um, Every day, every day Millions of dollars flows to me now Instantly, effortlessly, naturally now You got to say that every day And you got to do it for four months Okay, and then after that For three months You got to say Every day $700 million flows to me now and you, Okay, you got to add a figure on to it so it's seven, a seven-month window that you got to do this ritual every day until you get to a point where it your subconscious mind where it begins to manifest in your life. Same thing with prayer, okay? This is what they were trying to teach people in religion. You know, pray ye this way, okay? He's telling you the same thing. You know, God, Jesus said it in Matthew, he said, if you tell this mountain to be cast into the sea, but do not doubt it in your heart, but believe the things that you have said as if they have happened, Nothing shall be impossible for you. Now, he has some caveats to that, like, hey, if you have a, something against someone, you need to go forgive that person. And that includes yourself. If you got something against yourself, there's some sort of guilt that you're carrying around in your heart. See, there's so many nuances into this. When you look at somebody like a Winston Shrout, something that happened to him, you don't know that man personally. You don't know what's going on in his life. Just like people don't know me. We have a, you have a tendency to look at these gurus as if they're infallible individuals. When no, they're just as fallible as you are. It doesn't you know. I have problems in my life just like you have problems in your life. I'm striving to reach a level of perfection just like you are, and I'm going to incur encounter certain challenges like, like you are. Let He without uh, without uh, sin cast the first stone. It'd be amazing to me these people calling trying to judge other people, and i you know these same people be judging other people looking to their life. Tell me, to open up the closet. Let me see these skeletons fall out this closet. What you doing in your life? Are you, is something going to happen to you where we find out you like little boys or something? What well, what's going to be revealed about you? That's why a lot of them, they hide behind fake profiles and fake numbers and things like that. What can we find out about you? It's just that us who come into the public and come in before you and try to help our people, we're taking a chance of opening our lives up to you of being the martyr. And you need to honor that. I checked out Winston Shrop. Let me say something else. Does it mean because he got arrested he was lying? Hell no. It means that, hey, the the truth is being spread, and we need to shut it down. Let's take some of the people out front and arrest their ass so, these people are, so we can keep our slaves in check. And if you're not intelligent enough to, to understand and see that, if one more
0: person come and ask me about somebody who got arrested. If you're not willing to be arrested, you shouldn't be involved in this. It tells you in your Bible. Be faithful under that. They say the devil will arrest
2: some of you. You've been told this is going to happen to you. And you
1: come and question us. What about this person got arrested? What about
2: this remedy? you none of y'all, most of y'all don't even know what the word remedy means. talking about somebody got arrested you know how I many people out there sacrificed who have sacrificed to get y'all this information been arrested and you want to sit there on your safe ass and
1: everything and talk about people because you ain't got arrested you don't think they'll put a target on you
2: you don't understand who you're dealing with and that's why i don't talk to people i don't talk to people who ain't been arrested because they ain't got a good grasp on what's going on
1: they think that's like somebody who's dealing with uh, a trust Oh, I got this trust. I don't have to pay taxes on it. No, motherfucker, you just ain't been held in the court yet. You just ain't got held in the court. And we got that trust tested to see if you didn't have to pay taxes or not. Run around selling it and everything, telling people I got this trust and I don't pay no taxes on it. They Only about 15% of the people get
0: audited, motherfucker. You just ain't got caught. All right? That's all that is. So now I'm not gonna sit here and bad my
1: Winston Shroud, because I understand how the mind works. I understand what we're involved in. I understand the risks that we're taking. You know, people be acting like we have to do this to make money. This is, let me tell you something. This is the lowest amount of money I've ever made in my life. Dealing with this secure party stuff. This is the lowest amount of money I've ever made in my life. It's the lowest amount and anybody around to tell you they, they they will let anybody who knows me to tell you I'm thinking about, man, I am thinking about just going in and getting into real estate. I'm getting tired of doing this. I'm talking because they think we do this for the money. That's the insult. it's beyond their conception that we might do this because we love to do it. We might do it because we want to wake our people up because I'm going to tell you why I do it. I do it because I understand that the only way there's going to be any change is when this information becomes common knowledge he be looking for a remedy. You just thinking about your.
2: I ain't thinking about you. I'm thinking about everybody. I give a fuck about your situation. I'm not thinking about you. I'm thinking about us as a collective.
0: You only thinking about you and your situation. Can I get a remedy for me? I'm thinking about all of us. Call me what's wrong with Joe. You created that situation for you.
2: I didn't get I didn't get that charge on you. I didn't get you pulled over. I didn't do any of those things to you. And you're hunting for something. And you're looking at us when the the answer you're looking for, you bring it to yourself because the Most High will give you the answer to whatever you're looking for. But you ain't got the answer because you ain't got no faith in that because you're a godless individual. That's why you're in the
0: situation you are in. And you'll be called back. It's an indication that something spiritual is going wrong in your life.
2: But you want to blame somebody else for something. Or you, want to,
1: or you want to slander. Because that is the world that you live in now. And you love it. And you know what? I'm doing a show called Black Devils. Because I'm going to talk about See, guys, y'all deal with me. Y'all deal with the wrong motherfucker. I'm telling you. I'm the wrong motherfucker to be dealing with and shit. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm putting it on, on blast. Because I've been dealing with these goddamn trolls and things like that. All right? Motherfuckers don't know me. I think you don't really know
0: me, dog. I don't. I don't. Y'all motivate the shit out of me. That's why I'm reading shit, putting shit
2: up, and everything for y'all to see. Like, what? I can't read? Oh, you don't think I know how to read?
1: Let me show you some. Oh, you think I'm just making this shit up? Let me show. Let me show you some. And then you gotta be. You always gotta be careful about what you put out, because you gotta let people put the slander out, and then so keep your information. And then so when they slander, you can come and make their ass look bad. That's why you don't put everything out at one time at first. You let the slanderers come out, let them slander, and then you come right behind their ass and show why you a slanderer. Winston Shroud didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do nothing wrong. Winston Shroud is right, okay? But the thing about it is, is that he is very – he has been doing it a long time, He's become a very prominent figure. And if y'all knew, I'm going to give y'all this. uh, It's a legal maxim. Make an example out of the one so the many will see. Y'all don't understand these maxims. They will go outside of the law because they think it's about keeping control and protecting the public. And right now the public operates off taxes. And that's the first thing they say is you don't want to pay taxes. What they're saying, and you're right, you don't want to pay taxes. That's what private is, not wanting to pay taxes. But that's your right. That's called tax avoidance motherfucker It's not tax evasion So if you don't want And right now you done made it Where all we can use right now Is Federal Reserve Notes you to monopolize the system You know about nature We have to interact with other human beings so I'm not going to go out And live in the woods
0: nowhere motherfucker The only answer is I got to wake my people up If we gonna change everything I got to live with y'all I never have been a big follower of Winston Shrout. So I don't have no reason
2: to protect the man. But the thing about it is, is I read his case. I saw what, it, I saw what happened. Okay. And I don't know what he was
1: engaged in. You know, a lot of people get into this and they start, you know, like that dude. Um, There's a guy overseas right now. If y'all want to see something, there's a guy, his name, he's an attorney. And he put a lien against the Bar Association up in, a, up in, a, 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 up in Washington State. He then sold the lien to a guy in Greece, and the dude used it to, to kill the national debt. They're trying to get rid of the central bank. Now, they didn't arrest him. Y'all going to start slandering him, too? He took it to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said, we don't see anything wrong with what he did. But they got him on some other charges. But they slandering the shit out of him. But I don't see them trying. They slandering him. They slandering the attorney. The attorney got disbarred up in Washington State. And you know what the attorney used to put the lien on him? He used that goddamn chapter 10 out of cracking the code, third edition. Violation of my
2: copyright of my name. Attorney. And then sold it. He'd been selling it for the last 15 years. And none of y'all know about it. And it didn't got to such a big proportion. It didn't went over into Greece right now. Y'all want the names of it? I'll give it to you.
0: What's his name? His name is, uh, y'all got to learn how these people. What's his name? Uh... This dude's name is, uh,
1: hold on. Let me get his name. His name is, uh. I'm gonna give y'all his name real quick, and I want y'all to—I want you to go study this. I'm gonna give you all these guys' names, and I got it on a video. I actually did a video of it on my YouTube. I'm talking about it on my YouTube page, but I forget the guy's name. Slipped my his name slipped my mind right now. But I read it. It's a letter. It's a letter to the uh, letter to the Washington Bar Association.
0: His name is Stephen Wisney. Yeah, Yes, his name. His name is Stephen Wisney. And he wrote a letter to the Supreme Court.
1: And here it is right here. I'm going to put the link in the chat room. I'm put the link in the chat room. If y'all are in the chat room, I'm put the link in the chat room down there at the bottom. That's the letter right there. All right, that guy right there, his name is Stephen Wisney now. This letter, when you go to the UCC Commercial Registry in Washington State, put in his name, Stephen L. Wozni, you're going to find the lien that he placed against the Bar Association uh, for using his name. Then you're going to see all the assignments that he made of that lien, and that last one was to, uh, uh, the guy's name is, uh, what's this guy's name? His name is, uh, let me get his name for you real quick. And the reason I'm telling y'all all this is because y'all got to learn how to see through shit. You know what I'm saying? You got to learn to see what's was Y'all a lot too many of y'all just. I mean, for for people to really know that the media and everything is a lie, it just amazes me how people put so much shit into the media. You know, first time they say them some shit, somebody go down there and say the media is correct. Okay, oh, it is right here. Greek news athens the finance ministry of greece has dismissed a joke a group calling itself the n foundation which claims to have 600 billion in u.s treasury bonds deposited in a canadian bank that is willing to give to greece to pay off its national debt and let me let me put this link in the chat room y'all read along if you want to i'm in the chat room right there there's a link right there all right the ministry on Thursday is not being, uh contacted by the group, who's represented Emmanuel uh, Lambrakis held a news conference in Athens earlier this week. At a time when the Greek people are continuing to make bloody sacrifices to exit the crisis, it would be advisable for various gold diggers to at least show a modicum of seriousness, the ministry said. All right, now this guy, I'm going to just keep it short for you. The dude's name is, uh, where's his name? I know it's in here. His name is... Uh, What's Kat's name? It is uh, Soros is his last name. See right here, a former member of an organization for the Greek News and International Bill of Exchange, valued at a half a billion dollars and drawn by disbarred Washington State lawyer Stephen Wozny. U.S. Department of Treasury said the instrument, the $500 uh, billion is false. OIG complained, hotline number, gave him a hotline number and everything. Now they're calling it false. Now y'all believe that. See, the other thing is you don't believe nothing the government says unless it's under penalty of perjury. All right? Put it under penalty of perjury. Put it in an affidavit and tell me it's false. Because he took it to they took it to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, we see nothing in this instrument to show that it doesn't have any value. Because it's a goddamn lien. Y'all live in a damn cashless, in a debt based society. That's how motherfucking money is created through debt. If he wisely put a lien on your ass, it's a lien. As long as he did the, he did everything correct. If he follows the correct procedure and he put a lien on you, it's a valid lien. And as a valid
0: lien, it has value. And if it has value, I can sell it. End of discussion. But they're, they're
1: slandering it. They're slandering it like crazy. None of y'all even know about any of this. I know none of my listeners even know about it. they slandering him. they slandering the attorney. But read that damn letter from that attorney. Tell me you don't do that attorney and I know what he's talking about. He talked about how the
0: Bar Association is a private group in his face. It's an attorney putting him on blast. Now y'all know any of that though, do you? So you're living in a time where the righteous are going to get persecuted.
2: Being arrested is not an indication of anything. I wish y'all would stop that. You scary ass motherfuckers. The thing is, okay, if you don't want to do it, don't do it do oh, bring you no know, to talk about somebody got arrested. What you think? Trying to do it in a slick-ass way. Ain't you using this process? You see people getting
1: arrested for it. Now, motherfucker, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Take your scary ass and sit down some goddamn place, all right, and sit the fuck down and find you a remedy that's safe for you to do and take your scary ass and sit down some goddamn where. Because I've been in this a long time. I dealt with these people. All right? Ain't nothing out there 100 percent
2: guaranteed. And I like how you did that. You bring, we're talking about spiritual things, and you want to bring secure party into it. Start talking about motherfucking uh uh Winston Shroud. You know, Winston Shroud, you know, it said it's like Winston Shroud. It's the law, it's the law. He brought it up on himself. And anything that happens to you. You brought on yourself Six one eight eighteen fifty
3: eight. Greetings, Youssef, how you doing?
2: Saturday,
3: bro. I'm doing good, man I've been missing you on the earth, natural law I always learn so much uh, Man, you done said a whole lot <laughs> I, I don't even know where to begin at, But um, I will say this, though You going to the into the um into what you were speaking about, saying like you created in your mind like the police come and stuff like that. I kind of experienced that a little bit myself, you know, as I'm riding in my car. You know, if I have a nice car with rims on or whatever, you feel like the police gonna pull you over. Then sooner or later, the police will pull you over. But since but since you learn how to how to um how to think properly, now when I'm riding in my car from you know what I'm saying, nice car, police pass me by. I Even had a poly, two policemen one day he waved at me. You know what I'm saying? It, so it so so the mind as far as the thought does play a role in it. And uh, you are right about
1: Winston Strout. You know what I'm saying?
3: Um, putting this what information he out in here Job, is dangerous.
1: And Job and Job 3:25 in the Bible, he said, "For the thing I have greatly feared has come upon me." Okay, that's in Job 3:25. Okay, if you're thinking about something fear, you're gonna bring it upon yourself. Okay, the mind, how it works, it doesn't matter what it is. It, it can be bad for you or good for you. Whatever you predominantly think about all the time is going to come up on you. Winston Schroud is not, you know, he might give you the impression because he talk all calm and everything. They got fears. All of them got fears. And what be killing me is these people, man, these people have the audacity. These haters and people like that, they have the audacity to try to judge people who are bringing you information Nobody said that we infallible. Y'all making us infallible. Ain't we I ain't never called myself infallible. Alright All I right? so and you ain't either. And you need to watch who you point your finger at, because as it says, let he, what it saying in uh in uh Matthew seven one, because they gonna go through it because the universe the universe is about balancement. Okay? So the judgment that you meet out is gonna be what? It's going to be meted out to you. It says, do not judge, or you too will be judged. Matthew 7, 1. Wait, let's read that real quick. Let's read the whole thing, what it says. This is a law, all right? Judge not that ye not be not judged. For that judgment ye judge, you shall be judged. And with that measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in your brother's eye, but considereth not the beam that is in thy own eye? Or how would I say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote out of thy eye, and behold, a beam that is in thy own eye? Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thy own eye, and then thou shalt clearly see how to cast out the mote that is in thy brother's eye. Now, a lot of these people won't give any credence to that because it's coming out of the Bible. I could, I could care less if it's coming out of the Bible. I understand that it is a universal principle of karma. It's called karma. The judge is being discussed here. It's called karma. What goes around comes around comes around
3: right they talk about the processes and stuff like that though and um putting information out is dangerous but at the same time a lot of people use them in court incorrectly they go into court aggressively and um and 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 what what from I have learned as well you go in an argument it's an argument but if you go in to dispute, an dispute the facts you going to argue so are you going to dispute the facts you can dispute the facts a lot of people say stuff about like my court case. I beat my court case. It was it was um it was dismissed. Um, every time I went into court I brought something new every time. I never went into court with the same thing. You know, I asked the judge a question. She called my name, right. I stood up, I said, I am here <coughs> I told him I am here as this person, of that person and a representative for this person. Then she said, Well, do you plead guilty or not guilty? And stuff like that. And I said, Can can you explain to me what does guilty mean? Then she get a she might get aggressive, sir. Do you? So I, I held up. In, I held in my hand. I said, I said, well, I said, you? I, said um, I said, well, ma'am, I have a form fifty six. Uh, can you fill this out for me? She got up, walked off the bench. The second time I went to court, I went before her again. She called my name. I came up. I said the same thing I said last time, and then I told her. I asked her. I said, I said, are you not violating um, natural law? And um, and and she looked at me, and I said, one of the um, one, one of the um, one of the natural laws is gender. And I told her, I, I say, I say, Jenna, I say, you violate that law of being Jenna because she was a homosexual judge. And a lot of people don't do that. When you go into court, do your homework. Know who you're going to war with.
1: Know who the judge I do, is. I do. I do. I look up like every judge. Is. Every judge that do I go before, work. I get on the internet. I see what their religious beliefs are. I see uh, what look their nationality up. is. You know, all that is important. You're exactly right. It's very important. It's important. It's very e- important. E- even, even
3: though, even though you, you're presenting a case, and stop using that word, I'm going to fight my case. No, you're going to present a case. Because if you're fighting, you're being, exactly. you're being aggressive. You're arguing. You're going to present the case. Then you. And you to know what? That concept
1: act. is hard for them to understand. It's like when you challenge jurisdiction, when you argue and do all these things, now you are you are presenting something that can be taken to a fact trial, Okay? They think cuz they put in an affidavit or something like that that constitutes the matter. No, all you're doing is putting in something into the evidence file that can be challenged and then that can be put to a test before a fact trial in a bench or a jury trial. That's why it says that's why the Bible it says in Matthew 5:25 agree with your adversary while you're on the way to court before you get there. Okay? Don't exactly. do that. Even in the, use uh, the Bible. Even in I, I tell Wonderland, people. About... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go
3: ahead. I, t- I tell. I tell the people use the Bible when you go to court. This is a Christian, This is a Christian country. This is what they push. This is the religion. You go overseas. It's 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 a it's an Islam country. But you you are you in you in, you up under the Christian regime. This is a Christian country, and they took Damn. an oath. They took an oath to the Constitution. And they took a oath, say, So help me God. So you go Be in there God. you let them know. <laughs> you 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 go in there, you let them know who you are as far as I am that I am. Stand before them. You you ain't gotta res- respect them or anything like that. But but go in there and, 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 and have a plan in your mind. Go when you go in there before that night, don't go in there with the willy nillies, oh if I'm nervous, I'm going to court. Kick that shit out the door because that shit don't matter. When you go in there, you have to have your mind Together have your mind on your paperwork and that paperwork on your mind because when you go in there That's how you're going to get out.
1: You're not gonna go in there and
3: get and out. a lot of them what they, don't do,
1: what they don't what they don't do is they don't take their religion and the paperwork hand. and what I mean by this is this When I was going through my process not only was I work concentrating on my paperwork I spent a lot of time reading religious uh, but reading the Bible and doing things like that too because you got to have that grounding because that fear is always present. All right? you got that fear and that doubt that's always present. So you've got to have some sort of something that is going to ground you, okay, and give you some sort of assurance. All right? And I told somebody that the other day, I said, look, at some point, if you believe in this book, the Bible, okay, I'm just using the Bible as an example. I read a lot of different religious books. Let me just put that out there. But let's just say, because you're right, the reason I concentrate on the Bible so much, because you're right, because this country was established on Black William Blackstone commentaries and the Bible. Okay, those are two things that they use to establish the law here in this country. William Blackstone commentaries coming out of England and the Holy Bible. Okay, so and you're the right. the Holy Bible. They base a lot of the, and the Holy Bible, so a lot of the laws come out of the Bible. So it's a Christian country. They're not using Sharia law or anything over here in the United States. I understand you're a Muslim, but that's not what they're using here, okay? All right, so you got to identify use, where exactly. you're at, where you're at, okay? So where we're at and everything is with that, and you're right. So I'm reading this book, and in this book, at some point, it makes certain statements. Like, and I read in the Catholic Bible, they have in the Sirach, God said, show me a time when I've let you down. Okay, well, at some point, you're going to have to put that to the test. At some point, you're going to have to put your religious beliefs to the test. If God, if God says, if I'm with you, who can be against you? At some point, you're going to have to put that to the test. Because there's a, verse in,
4: the
1: there's a verse in Solomon. It's Solomon chapter 2. It's called the Book of Solomon. It's called the Wisdom of Solomon, I think. Wisdom of Solomon. And it's chapter 2. And it talks about these devils. It talks about how they get down. Okay, and I'm gonna read it to you. It says, This is man, this is so beautiful because it talks about how they looking at you. Okay. And it's, and I'm gonna read this to you, it says, Ungodly said, reasoning with themselves, but not aright, our life is short and tedious, and in death of a man there is no remedy. Neither was there any man known to have returned from the grave. For we are born at all adventure, and we shall be hereafter as though we had never been. For the breath is in our nostrils is a smoke and a little spark in the moving of our heart, which being extinguished, our body shall turn into ashes and our spirit shall vanish as the soft air. And what they're saying right here is, you know, look, we don't have no proof that what happens after life. Ain't nobody came back from the dead. Tell us that this at this great afterlife that y'all talking about. We have this spirit of adventure. I should basically be able to do whatever I want, when I want, how I want, while I'm alive and enjoy life while I'm here. And it's because afterwards I'm going to be forgotten. But I'm going to go down here. I'm going to skip down to number 10 where it says, it says, let us oppress the poor righteous man. Let us not spare the widow, nor reverence the ancient gray hairs of the age, but let our strength be the law of justice. And you see that in, uh, in the protocols of the learned. elders of Zion where those Zion is said to us, might is right. The law is whoever has the most power, most guns. Okay. And then, Right here it says, Therefore, let us lie and wait for the righteous because he is not for our turn, and he is clean contrary to our doings. He unbraideth us with our offerings, uh, with our offending the law, and objective to our infamy, the transgressions of our education. He professeth to have the knowledge of God, and he calls himself the child of the Lord, which means you're a child of the law. You follow the law. Okay, that's why he's use Lord and God of the law. in different contexts. Okay, you follow the law. He says, he was made to reprove our thoughts. He is grievous unto us even to behold. That's what the haters be. When you start talking like this, they get pissed off. They start coming out the woodworks and shit like that because you're attacking their guilt. All right, because they know who they are and what they do. And they're offended by you. When you speak truth and everything,
2: they get offended by it. They're offended by it. Okay, it goes on. They for always, his life is they they always like get offended men. by it. They get offended
1: by it. He says, for his life is not like other men's. His ways are the other's fashion. He says, we are esteemed of him uh, as counterfeits. In other words, I'm looking at them as fake. Y'all not real. He, he abstained from our ways and from our filthiness. He, he, he pronounces the end of the just to be blessed and makes his boast that God is his father. Now, here it is right here. Let us see if his words be true, and let us prove what shall happen in the end of him.
2: For if the just man be the son of God, he will help him and deliver him from the hands of his enemies. Let us examine him with despitefulness and torture, that he may know his meekness and prove his patience. Let us condemn him with a shameful death, for by his own saying he shall be respected.
1: Such things they did imagine and were deceived, for the own wickedness that blinded them. Okay, he's talking about what now that's when you get in the book of Revelation, when he's talking, he said, he said, the devil shall arrest
2: some of you and cast you in prison and test you for ten days. He said, Be faithful unto death, and I shall give you the crown of life. He's telling these people, you're gonna be tested. I said this on day one. If you come into this and you serious about doing this, you're gonna be tested. You're gonna be if you think you just gonna tested. somebody gonna give you some remedy. That's gonna magically work for you every time. You lying not only to yourself, but you lying to everybody else.
3: And then in the case You're of knowledge, people people, people 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 don't want to listen. And then on top of that, they want to slander slander the people who put who put the information out there. Uh, and and I'm gonna say this while we're on the earth, you self started a lot of groups, uh, not personally, but just by just by the vib, by the vibratory Vi- vibrational frequency that he's putting out there, putting knowledge out there. He didn't, he didn't open up y'all eyes, open up, open up y'all to see, hear, and vision. I'm not, I'm not riding on you so I'm giving honor and credit where credit is due. I done run into a lot of people in different states who sound like you and I asked them where they get the information from. Oh, I got this from something, such and such and such. There's only one place you you could have got it from, and that was from you, Saville. A lot of people don't want to give credit what credit is due. When you go into these courts, you have you have to have your mind clear and be focused. You have to have your mind clear and be focused. What you going in there for? You think you're going to just shake the judge? I went in there seven times. Seven in the Bible mean completion. Seven times. Right. And I stood my ground. Right, you're
1: door. not going one. You're not going what? They don't want to go through all that. They want something easy. They want the easy way. Okay, faith without works is dead. Ain't no easy way. Stop trying to sell that. Okay, you're trying to get yourself out of slavery. Okay, you've been a slave, and they've been looking at you as a slave. All right, and they're going to see if they can keep you in slavery. Okay, they're going to try to repress. You're trying to break your mind. You're trying to free your mind, and they're trying to repress your mind. They're trying to put doubt in you. Okay, they're trying to make you prove that you are a child of God.
0: Prove it. All
1: right, prove that you're a child of God. Faith without words are dead. Okay, do you have the faith? Okay, are you the type of person when you really honor God? Let me let me put this out here too. You have to study these natural laws because you're saying God's law and natural law is like synonymous terms. Because in the Bible, they'll express a natural law in a in a like in an allegory or something like that, and people will take it literally or whatever. But it's it's saying the same thing. Like Jesus and Buddha be saying the same thing. Jesus and Buddha basically say the same thing, but because they're expressed, they're from different cultures, um, it's being expressed differently and things like that, people think that it's different, but it's not. Okay, but so when you talk about these laws, all right, when you start honoring these laws and everything, the laws are immutable. That's the first thing that you have to understand, which means that they work all the time regardless. That's what you put your faith in. You put your faith in knowing something that is immutable. All right, now, these laws, when you look at that chart I had, on public and private, the very first thing at the top is natural law. Okay. Man's law, a positive law, is a subset or derivative of natural law. Like for instance, contract law is a part of natural law. What what do you think God? God uses contracts. He call them covenants. He makes covenants with man and things of that nature. Okay? So if you do not learn to the judge
3: about covenant. And um, she didn't like that word. He, she, in so many words, she was told me I couldn't say that word because I wouldn't say contract. I said covenant.
2: She <laughs> didn't like it. But but these, but these things. When you
1: learn these principles, uh right, you'll see. You will begin to see them in the man-made law. You begin to see them in the man. Now they will use different terms. Like she don't say covenant. they say contract. That's a good example. But the principle is the same. What people do is they kind of – like I was got into an argument with a guy talking about I was talking about Article One and Article Three, and I read a case to him. He said, This case don't say this. I say, look, I'm not reading the case on his face. I'm looking at the principle that the judge used to make the decision. And the principle he used was separation of powers. He didn't use the word separation of powers. I but when you learn the principle you can say okay this judge is using the principle of separation of powers to form his decision right now that's why you know these guys are not that intelligent are not well read in their subject matter though they like to profess and posture themselves as if they are they're not well read they're not okay cuz they didn't learn principles man i read everything i read justice wilson when justice wilson told that uh told those students in uh philadelphia he went to college out there, and the and and student told him, he said, look, he said, man, all this law, he said, there's no way I can learn all this. He said, Justice Wilson told him, you don't have to learn all of it. Just learn the principles. And when you learn the principles, you'll see what they're talking about. Even if the, even if the judge doesn't mention the principle,
2: he's going to use it. He's going to use it in all their decisions.
0: That's why it's important for you to use the principle. When you learn the principle, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's principles. That you learn. These seven principles of nature, these are called principles. Mentalism is a principle.
2: Correspondence is a principle. Vibration is a principle. Polarity is a principle. Rhythm is a principle. Cause and effect is a principle. Gender is a principle. These are principles.
0: They have wide application in everything in life. So in positive law, it mirrors natural law. They got the same thing. That's why when, when you read a Black's Law Dictionary, the first thing you should do is go to the back of the dictionary and read all the maxims of law. Because that is what the law is built off of. That's the foundation.
2: Don't do that. They run straight to a stat. They Not only do they read a statute, they wouldn't even take their ass to the law library and read the case law that's supporting it. Because it ain't on the internet. You go to steal or whatever, they ain't got it on there. You gotta and go to the and and street. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's crazy. These guys be doing it everything. And I'm like, you gotta
1: study this is not easy. It takes about three years to get functionally literate with this information.
2: About three. This is a study. This ain't nothing you're gonna get good at within one uh, within a couple of weeks. That's why I don't take
1: a lot of people that come to me, hey, man, I got a foreclosure. I mean, Let me tell you something. When you're in my position, let me tell you about when you're in my position. When you're in my position, you got to watch out for haters. You got to watch out for agents. You got to watch out for people trying to set you up. You got to watch out for people trying to screenshot. some kind. Like a lot of times, if I say something in a message on YouTube, I say it because I want a motherfucker to motherfucker screenshot. If I say, fuck you, motherfucker, and somebody want to go and screenshot it, I want it to be screenshotted. We got to watch out for all that. We're dealing with a lot of stuff coming from so many different places. And we're looking at, and here's the thing about it, how are these people, that's why there's only a few people who are leaders because leaders can see
0: snakes. If you ain't no leader, you can't see no snake. That's why you're not a leader. What do you, who do you think took down all our leaders before?
2: Look what just happened to Bill Cosby. You know, look! Look what happened to all our leaders and everything and everything. Snakes took them down, and you still ain't learning from the past. Every time somebody come and try to help your ass, they discredit them, they slander them, they tear them down, and you dumb motherfuckers still can't get the goddamn clue. They do the same shit over and over and over again. And then you they wonder why nobody wants to come leader, and help y'all. it too. Ain't nobody gonna be a damn martyr for you, dumb motherfuckers. You keep on doing the same what shit, they want. you let me like, you do the same thing. They do the same thing they want, over and over too. and over again. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's like, man, nobody's going to be a martyr for you. Nobody's going to be a martyr for you. You tear down your leaders. You believe whatever's said about them. The people come and try to help you. Or you hate on them. Which hating is a damn feminine attribute because if you got a God, if you got this power, why are you worried about what the next man the first thing my grandfather taught me, don't look inside another man's wallet. He checked me on that when I was five years old. Why are you worried about what another man is doing when you should be worried and concentrating on building your own kingdom? You ain't got no time to worry about what another man is doing. That's some faggot shit. And I'll tell you what it is. Y'all got this social media. Y'all in the spirit of y'all in the spirit of gossip. These are men gossiping. Like hoes. Gossiping. A, that, that's the spirit that has taken over That's because you've been raised by women You've been raised by women You've been around women gossiping And you've that, you that adopted this from them and You're walking around you're engaging in these activities As if this shit is natural for a man And then can't wonder why we can't get our situation. Because the men in our goddamn community is hoes. I would go on battlefield with none of them. You know, you wouldn't be doing none of this. If we was living in a time where to be a man to get some pussy, you had to go out on that battlefield and put
1: your life on the line with a sword. And go to hand-to-hand combat with somebody. If you're going to, to try to have some estate for yourself. You think you would be doing all this bullshit you're doing right now. You would be having time because you'd be training. you begin be getting your body and mind together. Because you wouldn't have time to do all this shit you're doing. Because your life depended on you being sharp and fit. But it ain't right now. Because you get to play, sit up and play PlayStation all fucking day. And get on motherfucking YouTube and troll around and talk shit. Which you just, by you engaging in that activity, let me know you ain't got nothing going on in your life. Because you don't see me doing that. I don't even have time to troll on other people's videos. I ain't got time to. You no, know, don't have is,
3: time. <laughs> you
4: know,
3: you know, you know the ahead. problem is, we, we, we don't have no more book readers. We got YouTube watchers. We got all these people who got YouTube degrees. I ask, they ask me what <laughs> books I read. I tell them, they, they laugh at me. I, 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 I send books out to people free. I got a tell amount of information. I, I've been collecting information ever since I've been listening to you, Savelle. They don't have time to read a book. They say, man, how you, how you read a book? Man, you going to read this book? Yeah, I read books. And, and, and that's another thing, too, that I learned from you. When I was dealing with my court case, I wrote my court case out. White paper, blue ink. They like you gonna yep. write the whole thing out. Yeah, they said you you can have my girl type it. No, I'm gonna write it out. I wrote it out, and then at the end, of, at the bottom of the letter, on the left, on, when I wrote them out on the left hand corner, I always wrote on my um paperwork, "This is my hand and seal," because your your signature is money. That blue ink means something. But don't nobody want to read your no book? You think they're gonna read for They laws of power or, or read Behold a Pale Horse? <laughs> Or, 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 go, or go and read uh, creditors in
1: that bond. They don't read no
4: book. They don't pay somebody
1: they to see, they, gonna, they, they And let me say this. Let me say this to you, brother. You're right. That's why I started doing the audio books because I it came a point where I said, I want to do these people not believe that I actually read this stuff. You know, I really I really started wondering that. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read it for them and make an audio out of it and then narrate it and do all kind of stuff just to show you because. Now, here's the thing, too, brother. I'm going to tell you this. Some people can't read. You got to understand. This is what you got to understand. I tutored a freshman college. These are, these are kids who graduated, okay? They got their they got they high school diplomas, okay? These people are writing papers in college exactly the same way that they text, and that they write, they comments on YouTube. No periods. Improper grammar. All,
2: all, all the same kind of stuff. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: telling you what I know. They have dumbed us down. I'm going to just be brutally honest. They have dumbed us down. The people who have been dumbed down don't know that they're dumbed down. And they mind they smart. Then they mind they smart. Because they're probably the smartest person in their little circle of friends. But if you put them in another circle, you're dumb as a goddamn box of rocks. You're just smart in your little circle of friends, all right? So in their mind, they're smart and uh, they got all this intelligence or whatever, but they ain't realizing how much they've been dumbed down. I even had to admit it to myself. When I first got into this and I started studying how I had let myself slip not by not reading a lot, how much I didn't know, I really considered myself. Prior to coming into this as an intelligent guy, and real smart. But when I got into this, I'm like, ah, it's so much I don't know. So the first thing is you got to humble yourself. And then I had to get into the habit of reading. Okay, but you're right. People don't want to read. So we do it now. You're going to have to get to the point where you got to accept that. They're not going to read. So we got to make some audio books. I had to make the audio books. say, listen, and some people can't read. And then some people can read but don't know how to read. They don't know grammar. They're like with that Minnesota Rule
2: two twenty. Them dudes was reading that. I'm like, what do y'all read? Y'all guys can't read. Yeah, you're reading the words, but you don't understand the grammar. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking, I'm looking at this. And it's an embarrassment because there are other people who are educated laughing. And that's why they don't tell you, they say, Yeah, let's let them do it. They can't read. Because it's evident you come out and do that, and you ain't studied your grammar or anything like that, and you come out professing to know something, and then you representing our race. you representing our race, and you ain't dotted all your eyes and crossed all your T's. And you know you haven't. You know you haven't. If you ain't done that, be quiet Because you're going to get embarrassed in the end You're just setting yourself up for faith You got to be thorough in what you're doing You got to look up every damn word When I started this, I looked up the letter A in the dictionary
1: To see what the definition was I looked up the definition of the word Z
2: There all of the prepositions conjunctions i looked up all i looked up the definition of those words because the first thing i realized is that everything i taught been wrong i
1: got the wrong idea about shit I, I i
2: thought this is what this meant i've been thinking this is what this meant for a long time now I got to be caught. It's like walking through a landmine. So I got to make sure I check everything because everything I thought I thought I knew was wrong.
3: I'm going to say this, Yusuf. When you want to go, when they always have something to do, it's always under pressure. It's always under under some type of chaotic form or I have to get this done or this is happening. You have to calm yourself down. The all is mind, the mind is mental. But well, make sure you vibrate right. And make sure, make sure you, you got your make sure you make sure, you, make, right. sure make sure you together. Make got sure the- you're in rhythm. Make make sure that you are on one accord with self. The Bible tell you that. Study to show thyself self approved. Islam tell you that. You always be a student of yourself. Do for self. Every esoteric order deals with self. So what makes you think Everyone. you're gonna get anything accomplished? Everyone. Anything accomplished as far as paperwork wise, as far as spirituality, when you don't deal with yourself. Period. Just period. I had to and learn that fe- myself.
1: And I and it's that fear, period. man. It's like you got it's everything in life is dealing with even fear is even a barrier to being successful. You know, people are afraid of success. You know, success could be knocking on your door. It's happened to me.
2: I didn't have opportunity knock on my door, and then I'll be like, "Why am I afraid?" This is my, you know, it just starts creeping up on you guys, And you gotta and see, having courage
1: doesn't mean that fear is not present. Having courage means that you can act in spite of the fear that's present. That's what courage is. All right, you, it, you, you act in spite of even though this this emotion is welled up inside of you. You still have a decision to make. You can succumb to that emotion, or you can defeat it. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be present. Going into court is a scary thing. It's they make it an intimidating atmosphere on purpose.
3: On purpose. You got police everywhere. On you purpose. cut through the metal detector. You got sheriffs. They, they make you feel yeah. uncomfortable. Take your belt off. Take your shoes off. Put your hat in the thing. Walk through. Sir, stand right here. We got to scan you with a metal detector. I thought it went through, and I like to say green. And then I ask you a question. Sir, keep the line moving. You get into the courtroom. You got to stand for the judge. Here comes the audience. It's going to begin. I'm, gi- I'm, gi- I'm giving the listeners exactly what's going on, because I've been in court yeah. over 20 times. You get in there. The first yeah. thing they say, sir, <laughs> sure, walk around. Sign this paper. Put your signature right here. You want to see the judge. Yeah. You got to stand here. Stand. <laughs> Here, yeah, do this, do that. Then you say something wrong against the judge. They pull you to the side and tell you, This the judge, you gotta do what she tell you to do or or they'll come out, Oh, this this the famous one and I heard you quote this too and I had a um I had a um I had a solicitor Tell another guy this in court when, when I was in court. He said, Yeah, man, it's just the best we can do, man. He said, he said, The judge ain't feeling too good today. And then, and, and then make it so bad. Yeah. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm not being disrespectful. Then the heifer come out and smiling. How the hell is she have, having a bad day? if she coming out smiling? If I'm having a bad day, I'm a judge. I'm going to walk out. I'm going to throw the gavel on the, on the table. And then I'm going to say, let's, get, let's proceed. And that's another thing, man. Yeah. They, they, and, and then you're you putting out information. Some people say you are a guru. That's cool. That's fine. Whatever people label you as. And there's another thing you were saying too about being a martyr. I experienced that too. You put out so much information, people blowing your phone up. It's it's, it's like it's like you give them a piece of the puzzle and then they can't think for themselves. Then and, and then they, they get into, they fall into that Christian, they fall back into that Christian mentality. Cuz when you can't think for yourself in Christian, you got to pray. You got to call on Jesus. But then when you when you that's why it's important you can't snatch too much from people because then you got to replace it with something. Because once you snatch that snatch that particular energy away from them, you got to replace it with something or they're going to keep calling your phone or they're going to keep hating. But they got to have the whole and, thing. And the whole they, thing and with my court case was my mind.
1: It's your mind. And, and, and people – and you know what? And those concepts are hard for people to grasp because, you know, when you when you talk about being resp- – it's responsibility is, is the key. In other words, being a god or a goddess requires you to be responsible. Until a person accepts the fact that their mind is what is in control of everything, a lot of people don't want to accept that. They think that it's some outside force that has some sort of um, uh, control over the situation. See, that's the thing. That's the concept. It's, It's about a concept. Okay, some people have this concept that there's an invisible man up in the clouds that they have to petition over and over and over again and he arbitrarily and capriciously decides on whose uh, prayers he's going to answer. When I prefer, it's like the deists. Like they say the founding fathers were deists, which in my opinion is a good thing because they were Masons. And they're absolutely correct. The thing is, is that, no, they say God already made the laws, okay? And you either obey the laws or you don't. And cause and effect will decide on whether or not your, law, uh, your petition gets answered, all right? That's basically what they're saying. They're saying is, look, there is a law of mentalism, okay? You obey the law, okay? It ain't. it ain't. And so Jesus, he understood that, okay, y'all don't understand what I'm saying. So since you don't understand, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be the example for you. Pray ye this
2: way. Our Father who art in heaven, he started telling you what to do because he understood. He's like, these people ain't going to understand what you're saying. So, we got to tell them, give them something. And Muhammad did the same thing. He said, pray seven times a day. And he reduced it to five. It got reduced to five times a day.
3: And a lot pray, of them don't of you know that. Ask, that, some right. that. ask a Muslim net. Ask a Muslim net, Yusuf. Ask net. I bet you they didn't know that. I bet you they didn't know that.
2: You know what I'm saying? So, it's the thing, you know, he's like, he's getting your mind right, he's making you do repetition. Because he's your leader. And he understands that you don't understand everything I'm telling you. I know you don't. So I'm just, And some people have enough faith. They say, well, look, I don't understand what you're
1: saying, but I believe in you. And I'm just going to do what you say. You just got those kind of people out there. And when you are a leader, you got to understand that. Being a leader is a huge responsibility because you're dealing with so many different personalities, so many different levels of intellect. And you got to try to appease everybody. And
2: you're trying to be a teacher. You know, you're trying to see. let me teach you. Because if I give you something, you'll eat for one day. But if I teach you how to fish, you can eat for the rest of your life. But if I just give you something, you're going to keep on coming back. This is our job. And why do it full time? I do it full time. And I'm trying to come up with creative ways, videos. You don't see everything I'm doing? Have you been to my YouTube page? They just took down my video, Do You Understand the Private Side? And I think some Jews did it because I was going in on these Jews. And I'm asking YouTube, what did I do in that video? They said I said something offensive in the video or I'm inciting something. I'm going to put the video up on my on my goddamn SBC University website. I want y'all to watch it. Y'all tell me, what did I say on that video? That video is one of the most spiritual videos I put up. It's the only video on there that I'm being objective. I'm not taking sides, and I'm telling you the truth. And they snatched it down and gave me a flag and issued me a very serious warning.
0: And won't tell me why. Won't tell me why. I'm asking them, what did I do? What did I do? We in a war.
2: And you know what? They're gonna make the person telling you the truth, they're gonna make them look bad. They're gonna do, oh, you crazy. As I'm battling these people, they say y'all sovereign citizens are crazy. You're crazy, you're crazy. You're crazy. You don't want to be sit they make up shit. You don't want to live in this country. motherfucker. I ain't never said I didn't want to live in this country. I didn't say I didn't want to be a American citizen. I don't want to be this US citizen. You know what I'm talking about. I don't want to be in this corporation. I don't want to be a surety for your debt. I don't want to be your debt slave. You know what I'm talking about. Stop acting like you don't know what I'm talking about. But they know you don't know what I'm talking about. Like they can make me look crazy because you don't know. And if you don't think they ain't got agents, and I'm talking, th- let me tell you, this one's going to shock you, okay? It ain't about the fact they got agents. They got agents, black agents. People out of your own race have sold you out. That You want to accept that. White, black, whatever. It's people in your own race have sold you out.
3: No, they got agents, no, the you go? remember, remember the movie Matrix?
2: Remember the movie Matrix when he
3: said there are people who will fight to keep this very system in place. Morpheus I'm trying to free your you. mind. And that's but you got that's and, and, and that and then, and, and then you got the snake. Then you got the snake who was trying to say, I just want to go back and eat a juicy steak. He wanted some meat.
4: <laughs> he didn't
3: want spirituality. He didn't want freedom. He wanted some meat.
4: And, wanted. That's what they, and that's what they <laughs> give it to us.
3: That's what they're giving to our mind right now. Eat the meat. Eat the meat. Eat the meat.
2: Hey, eat man. Hey, look. Freedom, hey, man, wanted my, hey, y'all, let me let me tell you real quick.
1: The stream is about to go down. If you want to keep listening, if you're on the internet listening, you're gonna to have to call in. Okay, the call in number is four two four-two two two fifty-two fifty. You got about thirty seconds to call in. Uh or it's gonna cut off. But if you want to come back and listen to the recording, you go to uh blogtalkradio.com forward slash high frequency, and you can listen to this recording, okay? Hey, brother, let me take a few more calls, man. I got some Peace and love, you. man. Peace and love, um, man. Hey, man, Peace I appreciate love. the call, brother. I appreciate your energy. I appreciate the call. Peace, God. Peace, God. Peace. All right, let me go to 706-4200. You're on the line. What's on your mind? You're on high frequency radio.
5: Oh, hi, Yusuf. <laughs> hey,
1: how you doing? Boy, oh, uh, well, women come on. Boy, they just uh, soothe the Savage Beast Boy. Hi, you, sis? Hey!
4: <laughs>
5: What's going on? How you doing? Nothing. But I'm doing good. How are you?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm doing fine. How you doing, That's sis? Good. What you got for me? Um,
5: well, I just want to let everybody know that um, I do agree with you about everything is spiritual because, like, when I went to court <laughs> about my kids and stuff, they, I had a person It was a district court, a district judge's uh, wife, I believe, because I didn't turn around, but I, I remember she's really dark-skinned, and she was, like, the only one directing everything that was going on, you know? And uh-huh. what they did was they positioned my mom, my sister, and my dad in a circle around me as if to apply pressure. <laughs> And the whole time they were telling me, be quiet, be quiet, just let them talk, don't say anything. Because when I got yeah. there, I was, I was, yeah, and so, I literally said, you yeah, keep please leave me alone, be quiet, you know, because when I, see what I, when I first got there, none of the clerks would take any type of filings from me. So that was the right. first I had, that was, that was my first indication that, that wasn't, that, that nothing was going to go well. Quote unquote. And so that's why I was, you know, pushing the judge to let me read my petition into the record because I had listened to you and Mr. Keating and a lot of other people who always said, well, always stay and do everything on the record, like, so to preserve things for appeal, you know? And so when um, I got in there, you know, the whole purpose of the proceeding was to. Um, not allow me to speak or say anything, you know, they didn't want to hear anything. The judge was very nasty, like very nasty. And um, I just kept saying an well, I'm just trying to figure- It's an huh? act. They nasty.
1: It's an act. When they act nasty, it's just an act. It's an it's
5: act. An act. All, right, was- All right, but go ahead. Well, see, I didn't, I, I didn't understand it at the time, but it's just something I noticed, you know. So he's like, well, right. it doesn't really matter what your petition says. <laughs> You know, things like that. You know, that's what I was dealing with. So I was like, well, okay, but the the fact is, I mean, you know, God gave me the right to my children, not the state. So you know, I'm I'm sorry if you don't like the fact that I hanged you, but that's my problem. But you definitely have any good speaking over that. So, when I I've I I, 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 I from that from my experience in court, I learned that when you're not afraid, this is what they'll do. Because what they did was they sent me to a mental health facility. And um, the first thing that happened before I got there, though, I went to the local mental health space that was up the street from the court. And um, any time she asked me a question, I answered her question with a question. So she would say, oh, well, I see you in all black today. Is black your favorite, favorite color. And I said, well, I see you're wearing the pink shirt. Pink your favorite color. Like, you know, <laughs>
4: uh, she, she asked me, um,
5: <laughs> well, you know, you were referring to your children as, you know, a gift from God and property belonging to you. So is that your belief system? I said, well, is it your belief system that you should go to college, get a degree, and get a job and work for 30 years? I don't know. You know? <laughs> uh, she asked me did I exactly. Jesus? and then I asked, then I asked her, "Well, do you believe in? Are you Christian?" And she said, "Yes." And I asked her, "Did she believe in the Holy Spirit?" And she said, "Yes." And then I said, "Well, do you believe the Holy Spirit speaks to you?" And then she said, "Well, we're not talking about me right now." <laughs> the sheriff that was sitting there, who was escorting me, he was just dying laughing. And when we walked out there, he said, you see you, you it so well. i never seen anybody stand up like this, you know. You did a very good job. And he just thought the whole thing was hilarious. So at the end of the session, the probate judge, and this is what people, I want people to understand. You
4: okay. have to
5: ask yourself, why is a probate judge involved in a topic? Exactly. Like, what is his interest? You know, what? Why? Why is he involved? Okay, <laughs> that's the first thing I want people right. to remember that as I'm telling my story. So, the probate judge called down to the mental health place that they sent me to, that was up, up the street from the courthouse, and. um he asked the doctor, the doctor was actually trying to tell him, well, look, I don't see why you guys even sent her here. I don't, what do you guys want us to do because we're not getting anything. And she meant by that because every time she asked me something, well, I would answer her with a question. So she wasn't getting anything, that she could use, against me, you know. So she said, well, I just need to sign a petition that, you know, just say she's a threat to herself and others because, you know, I, I think she needs to be evaluated. And then the doctor told her, no, I'm not doing that. And so what he did, the three stairs that were sitting there, he turned around and he asked them to sign it. And one of them, which was, you know, he he's a skin folk, you know, the other two people were like. white. But he actually got on the phone and told him, he said, look, I don't care what you guys do to me, but I didn't get hired, hired to tell lies on people and do this type of stuff. Now. So he couldn't get anybody to sign and say that I was crazy. So what he did was he said, well, I'll find somebody. So what he did, he went and got the guardian ad litem to say that I was a threat and a danger to myself and others because he thought that when we were in court that uh, maybe my verbal versions um, of what was going on was a little crazy to her. So um, looking back, I told the story to say. Um, but first, you can that first, people understand that probate down there, the estates are being probated. So anytime, you know, you got any type of court case, it's really a probate issue, <laughs> and not really,
0: yeah,
5: you know, district court or you know, circuit court issue. No, it's, no, there they have to, I really do believe, because of my experience, you know, that these people really think that we're incompetent, and so even if they you do go think ahead, you're incompetent.
2: Not, they but,
5: do.
4: Right. They really a lot do. of times,
1: even the mental evaluations—you assuming that they're giving you a mental evaluation because they think you're crazy. No, it could be uh, to see if you are the per type of person. If you find out the truth, are you gonna start blowing up buildings? Because you gotta remember, you know, Timothy McVeigh and all them guys blew up buildings trying to kill people. So they think everybody yeah. is, is is dangerous. Um, you know, yeah. it's just, it just—it could be a, any number. It could be any number of reasons why they're giving you a mental evaluation. It's not, it's not solely, and, you know, for, for me, it's an insult in my intelligence for somebody to try to assess my mental state. Uh, you know, that's, I think that's the insulting part of it because it's insulting, you know, but it's like, you know, but, because really, if you actively participate in it, it's almost like you saying, yeah, there may be something wrong with me. You know, I need to uh, prove something to you. And it's like, but the thing is that like they're, com- they're coming from some sort of position um, they do, they remember at the beginning, I don't know if you listened to the beginning of this show, they operate off of these principles and they really don't think the way we think. You're, um, you're yeah. dealing with a group of people. Uh, they they have a different thought process and the people that they deal with every day have different thought processes than we have. We we are looked at as people who are incompetent, you know, we're, right. we're not competent in this information. Right, right, right,
5: right. And that's why I said, I called them to share my story because you you know, I heard you guys talking about how you got to be willing to show that you're a child of God. You can't care. See, I didn't care. So they, they I feel like they speak
4: to the lowest that they
5: speak. It's is doing that to me knowing just making up a lot, you know, just to send me somewhere because they couldn't get any spirit out of me. Because I didn't care. Because I knew, I know that I'm born free. I know that my children are here from God and that the state has give me my children. So that's why they don't have jurisdiction for all the people who are dealing with child care cases. I mean, the law grants you the the right to your children. So that is a private right. That's not anything that they can publicly administer. Unless you're doing criminal things, like molesting your children and sexually trafficking them, and things of that sort. But if you're doing things that are just based on your religious beliefs, that hey, you know, kind of don't want my kids in the public school, kind of, kind of, want to direct their, you know, uh, intellectual um, property this way, you know, to to benefit our, you know, family and what we've got, what our goals are for ourselves, as long as we're not harming anyone or the children they don't have any jurisdiction and they know this. Okay. So this is why I I said the story because I heard you guys saying that, well, you know, you gotta be grounded in truth, you gotta be able to serve to your child of God. And you and you also gotta be ready to be persecuted and crucified as a result of that when you do show it. Because that's what happened to me. You know, when I got up there to the mental health facility I didn't participate in any of their stuff. I played the piano and sat there and kinda wrote of out the little seven days. Because what can you do? You can't do anything about someone who comes and kidnaps you and takes you off somewhere. What are you going to eat? You know? So it's like a lot of see, people see. get in their need to understand that you got to be like you guys your saying. you just got to be mentally strong and seriously it's
1: like, strong. It's like a FBI agent told me one time. I was um, having a discussion with this FBI agent. And um, mm-hmm. telling. her I said, you know, I was talking about, you know, slavery. I see y'all putting people in slavery. I was like telling her, and she said, "Slavery is a mental condition. We look at it as a mental condition." She told me that, and then I had to agree with wow. that because wow. it it is yeah, it's mental. That's why I began talking about: Are you free? Are you allowing? When you are a child of God, you have a certain disposition about yourself. You are you're you're not a follower, you know. You're not you, really. <laughs> it's about your ability to think for yourself. Self.
4: Okay, yeah, right. are I'm you
1: easily it, influenced? Yeah. By other right. people, and you know, you know things like that. You know, you gotta be able to think for yourself. And in thinking right. for yourself, you have to have what's called right thinking. It's right, right knowledge, right wisdom, right understanding, and right thinking. And right thinking right. comes from uh, a knowledge of how the uh, principles of natural law operate. You know, you cannot. Right. And that's why I say the first thing I believe that all children should be taught are the natural laws because. In my opinion, how can you even operate correctly And you don't know these laws yeah, how, can you know, how can you know that you're, How can you know That I gotta think a certain way If I've never been taught the laws of the mind That, you know, whatever you think about You're gonna manifest If I'm never taught that Then I,
2: I can't ever learn how to think right
5: Well, you're gonna have problems You're gonna be like a train wreck You know, around here you know, you're going to be, exactly. to be solid, solid, exactly. thinking about you shouldn't. Like, I tell my husband all the time, like, work, and I'm going to say to everyone that's listening, um, please recognize that worrying and fear is, is a form of habitual behavior that's taught to you, kind of like, by your parents. You it is. Parents. So you have to be careful, and you have to stop and say, wait a minute now. You know, you, they've learned behavior. So if you want to be the the type of person who walks in truth and faith and and things of that sort, you have got to learn to conquer fear and worry and doubt and things of that sort because there is are form of conditioning and programming that
4: I –
1: You can't even do none of these processes. You go back and listen to my old shows, my old shows when I first started this was talking about fear, fear is a choice. And somebody even made a song, on uh, one of my open my phone open, open Friday songs, is Fear is a Decision. All right? Because they, yes. they, they took that off. Fear is a decision. You're making a decision. You're right. It's a habitual thought. You're deciding to be afraid. You're deciding right. to be doubtful. These are things you are deciding to do. And you got to understand, that in that decision lies a certain effect that's okay. going to permeate throughout your entire life got to understand
5: that's that right and, and that really helped me with dealing with having my children taken from my home and things like that because that's like the worst thing you could ever do to a mother who you know has put all you know put their, her whole life on you know hold just to make sure the kids. Well, what happened with what happened bad. with your children well they're still gone um we found out that in our county, and people may want to do this. Um, we found out in our county that our actual district court judge is actually sitting on a council that partners with the CHR. And that's a violation of the separation of powers. So now we're um, in the federal court um, for uh, 1940, um, what do you call it, 1942. And um, we're getting
1: ready to find a file a habeas. Because we Let me ask you a question because you're fading in now. Did, do you see the significance of understanding separation of powers?
5: Yes, yes, sir. Because uh, when this first happened, which just about three years ago, and you're right
4: about you need to be in this
5: about three years before you understand everything. Because now we're starting to understand everything.
6: Um,
5: if you don't understand that um, one 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 branch of the government of the other, in order to keep down tyranny, you're not going to understand what they're doing and how they're doing it. Because you don't understand exactly. If you have an executive agency over here like D.H.R., you can't go appoint um, a judicial officer like a district court judge as the chairman of the Children's Policy Council
6: and make him the
5: chairman, but then he's going to come over and and sit on your case and hear that same case that D.H.R. is going to bring, which is the adversary of the freedom. He can't do that. And in Alabama, that's a violation of the separation of powers on our Constitution that says. That number one, you can't hold two offices either, and they do that a lot. You can't be a judicial office op- You can't hold an office in the judicial branch and then turn around and hold it in the executive branch. You can't do that. And that's what John
1: Jay. If y'all get on the internet, that's when they were forming the Constitution. When when they decided, 'cause see what it is is they they're not they're not exercising a judicial function. They're exercising an administrative right. function. Exactly. Okay.
5: Yes sir. Yes sir. Right. Yes sir. And that's how we write things up. We don't call him a judge in our paperwork. We actually say the CPC chairman. So you don't want to refer to exactly. him as a judge because that's not a judicial that's not a judicial function that he performed that day when he broke that order out of that office and he didn't have the standard to. That wasn't a judicial function. And, that was a judicial
4: function, the yeah. so And then so them to
1: exercise him. some sort of so for them to exercise some sort of administration function over you, then you have to have some sort of status, like you some sort of property or something. And that's what, you know, yeah. that's what everybody's talking about. Like, hey, man,
2: are you subjecting me to this? You know, you, I'm, I'm like I'm some sort of piece of property or something that you can do what you right. want to
1: do. You're administering property. a property right. in some kind of way. Right. And that is what I'm trying to wake people up and make them understand.
5: Yeah, I tell my husband also, and you are a big part of our growth now through this process because you, almost every thing that we listen to, we hear you say, you're always saying, you need to understand the separation of powers. Like, why is he always going on about that? You know, and then now it's like, oh, my God, you're so right. Because if you do not investigate and make sure that whoever you're going to go before as a judge or whatever, like, who's going to hear over your case, you better make sure He's not sitting over on a council somewhere with that same executive branch that's bringing you in there. See? You do not know because they don't do their own research and they don't understand the separation of powers. So you can't even really bring a hatred, really, because you're going to be thinking it's a state taxing when it's not. Exactly.
1: Not, and you know what? Yes. I'm glad somebody come out. Is it. separation of powers is such the biggest issue? And they also, yes. do, do you see also how much The people, the citizens in America don't understand Like they think the president is some sort of king or something It's like people in this country, man They they like dumb down like crazy I mean, it's so much stuff we don't even know about our own government And that is something When you go back and watch Schoolhouse Rock I I knew about separation of powers from a little boy I've always known about it They didn't teach me about it from this Because when we were young, we used to watch Schoolhouse Rock They would talk about it all the time On Squash Rock, but okay. this generation right here, they don't know about uh, separation of powers. Like, look, you know, these uh, the Congress under Article One, Section Eight, Clause Nine, they can create tribunals inferior to the Supreme Court, but though in those tribunals, <laughs> they can only exercise functions that have been delegated under Article One. They can't ar- d- 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 use judicial functions. Okay, that's, right. that's what confuses that's
4: people. That's
2: right. Okay, so
1: yeah,
5: that's they got a right. court
2: system, but it's not judicial; it's administrative.
5: Right. Administrative, that's right, and you won't know that, Yusuf, unless you're getting in their statutes and their codes and reading what has the legislator, le- legislature delegated to that particular agency. And in our case, we yeah. found out in Alabama, the Department of Chiefs and Hun- you know, the legislature has not delegated them the authority to investigate things like homeschooling and stuff like that. They only have power to file a petition when there's criminal stuff going on. So and, they,
1: and you know why? Okay. You know why they get away with so much? Because people they get away with so much is because the ultimate authority is the Supreme Court. So right. they'll say, "Well, the courts have said we can do this." Yeah, your administrative courts that you support your cause have said that you can yep. do this. But we have, we have right. to test the constitutionality of what you're doing. We got to take you to an Article Three court. But that but the Article Three court, because of the Ashwander rules, they're not going to hear it because they're going to give that that Article 1 branch an opportunity to give you a remedy first, okay? Because they, they got to yeah. provide you a remedy first, and if they don't provide you a remedy, then you can go into Article 3. But it's called exhaustion of your administrative remedies. That's what they call it. They let you exhaust it over there first. Once you've exhausted all resources over there, then you can yeah. take it to Article 3 court. That's how they got it yeah. set up. But, see, I don't even like, like- that, because the thing about it is, wait a minute, hold on, as soon as I wake up, And find out y'all been deceiving me about this shit. I should have immediate access
0: to Article Three.
5: But why they play you is? Mm -hmm, I'm sorry.
1: No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and say what you're gonna say.
0: Go ahead.
5: You're right because I was just telling my husband that it's so unfair. Now that we've been in about three years with understanding, like you said, how things go, that really is true. You need about three to four years to
4: understand what
5: happened to you, how things are set up, and how things operate. And the first thing that comes to my mind, and I find out all this deception. And how does need to have the delegation of authority to to file dependency action. That's number one. They're going in there straight up just making your child dependent. They don't even have delegation of authority from the legislature to file a dependency action. You see? I'm to trying authority. to tell you and, and so, But the well, thing just is just is know. they
1: can do anything. That's what that Senator was saying to uh um um uh that Supreme Court justice said, Well we can get away with they can get away with it into anything. They can get away with anything unless you challenge it. That's how they until operate. You until you challenge it, I'm they can sure. do anything until you challenge it.
5: Until you challenge it. And I believe our case is one of a first impression because no one in Alabama has even challenged DHR's, um authority to file dependency action. Okay? like It may be
2: been. a very well
1: first impression case because it yeah it, it very well maybe because a lot of people don't yep. challenge things, and that yep. and that's why you gotta try to if only fifteen listen if only 15, if only fifteen or twenty more percent of the people start challenging things, they shut down the
0: system
5: that's right that's right
0: that's right it don't even take so a lot you know, well,
5: well, well, it's only fifteen. 20%. So it, and this is what I was going to say about you saying, you know, we should have immediate action because that's where I am now. I actually feel like it's so unfair that I've got to go through all of this just to get my children back when she just went in there and made a dependency petition that she didn't have authority and, you know, delegated authority to file, number one. And then, number two, was just offer information and belief, her belief, you know, about whatever she thought because I didn't let her in my house. And I told her if she didn't have a warrant. She'd go back with the come from. All right, yeah. <laughs> Because it's just, you know, I know that I'm born free. And I I don't don't need anybody to teach me that it's just something I've always known, that, you know, God is the reason why we're all here. And I think that's what I want everyone to understand. I don't care what court case you're in. Understand that you're here because God put us here. We're all a family. And no other man who puts their pants on and and, and no other woman who puts her skirt on, just like you do, you know, has any more authority over you than than God does. And so unless you're destroying someone's property and you're doing something to cause harm to someone, no one has any business sticking their nose into what you're doing, whether it's, you know, raising your children or whatnot or anything like that. You know, and when it comes to the speeding stuff, I don't agree with that. Like, some people get this knowledge and they think that's just, you know, you know a token to just go do what they want to do. And it's like you're in in the public and you want to go 70 miles per hour in the 30 mile per hour speeding um, zone. That's just irresponsible. You know, so it's just, you know, that's where we are now. I feel like, why should we have, and we've already exhausted all our state uh, remedies. We just threw our case out, and when they're first bringing stuff up and the state doesn't want to talk about it or put a reading out, they'll do it like that and put it on a criterion um, where they can't cite the case or refer to it in any order. <laughs> so, you know, that's right. What doing at the state. So what we did was now we that's why we just went to the federal level, out of 42, and now we're currently, as you see, you know, we're sitting here working on our habeas corpus because our, our right. mission is to file that because we've, we've learned that too. And people read the because when you go into the habeas corpus statute, a lot of people get things thrown out. And I'm not saying they won't throw hours out because they just do what they want to do anyway. I've learned that. Just don't expect them to do right. <laughs> expect them to actually do wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and but they um, when you read your habeas corpus especially It tells you that 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 judge who you direct
4: it to, like that, he
5: doesn't have discretion whether to entertain that or not. And not to deny that outright. He has to. So when they don't do that, then you know we're looking to do like a, a bit of error to the Supreme Court maybe under Article Three. But I don't know like, how you feel about that, but. I don't know if that's right because it's our first time doing stuff, so we're, we're But um, that's kind of like how we're looking to go to come at everything, as far as getting our kids back. But, but long story short, what I was saying, the main reason why I called in was just to share with everyone the fact that you guys are telling the truth about you better have your spiritual armor of righteousness, truth, and love on when you're dealing with these people. These people are demons. They do whatever they want to in their court, whatever they feel like it. Um, that's what they do, but I don't even know if you really can
1: say it's a court of justice, really, because we have a lot of separation. Of oh, it's laws. not a court of it's justice, something. and that's what uh, Judge Dale said in his document. And that's what I said from day one. Last one, stay out of the courts. Stay out of the courts, man. Stay out of you, the The yeah. first thing you want to do is stay out of these. If you start getting married, start getting the damn contract. And everything with your marriage. Start doing as much as you can in your life. You put together a trust. Do all this stuff to stay out of these damn courts because they're administrative courts. They're not courts of law. They're not courts of law and justice. They're, and they, right, but see, right. that's what they're fronting like. You know, they're pretending like they are, they're not. They're
4: not. Yes,
5: yes. Like, like for instance, like I said, you know, if everybody was listening, when I first heard told the story of what happened to me when I went to court, that really wasn't a judicial proceeding. <laughs> you know, I didn't know no. that at the time, but of judicial proceeding That's some sort of executive administrative type of meeting that they had and i was just under the impression that it was you know. just because if i had known what i know now i would have never went they just would have had to just come to my house and get me because you don't want to waive uh service of process and proper cuz they didn't even do that right it was trying and see it on my lawn like two days before the hearing <laughs> and then i got into the <laughs> yeah what's it called? It's called... A... It's
1: called it's called. It's called an order of Hastings. It's a deliberative assembly. It's like an administrative assembly that they're taking you in front of, and they're just making some decisions based off and see if you're confident. That's why they're giving them mental evaluations, you know, and everything. Cause it's all administrative, all right, because you're right. looked at as some that sort of property.
5: Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And you have to, and when you yeah, die, you know, that's I what do they're doing. That's what they're doing. And when you, when you go in there and you do have confidence, and then they say, well, okay, we'll just make you crazy then. You see, this, these, are, these are the things that they're resorting to in order to even put more pressure on you, discourage you, and, and move you off your square and make you put you in a state of doubt. And I just called and told "One, don't fall for it. I don't care what they do to you, you know. You always stand and be strong and believe in what you believe in and have faith in what you believe in, you know, because
6: right. the only
5: person you have really in, this, in your existence is the most high. And if you're not willing to walk into anything with just the Most High and, and your belief system, then you just you're just not ready. You know these people are gonna eat you alive. That when I read about the Leviathan in the Bible, they kind of remind me of the Leviathan. They're like a Leviathan. It's <laughs> like some big old, you know, monster. And it
1: makes you hey. and once you see, it makes you really it makes you really wonder. It's like, are these people really? I mean. I mean, i sit back and think: Are they trying to test us? Are they, you know, what are they doing? Because you know, it really amazes me. Is like well, how somebody could operate the way that they're operating. Or are they afraid of somebody? Because I like when you go to these administrative assemblies; they got bosses and stuff like this. People really behind them. This is the one that's really pulling the strings. You're really not going against them. You're playing chess with you know somebody else that's behind the scenes. And you know, yes, are they afraid of
5: these people? Because
1: of that? And they're stealing people's children for other reasons that I think other. They try to say that you're abusing your kids or whatever, but I think that there is something to that because there's so many people getting their children. I get so many – I'm getting so many uh, uh, people calling me about false charges. And it's like, no, you know, I'm getting so – You know, at first, you know, you've been in my position. I always question, okay, are you really – you know did you really, because you probably did do something or it's possible you that you really did do something, did private, do something.
2: Right. yeah you but, you at, it, it
1: gets, gonna... <laughs> but it get to a point so many of it coming through the door that mm-hmm. like nah man, there's something wrong with this stuff right here, what they're doing and everything and, you know they yeah. they they, yeah. they 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 need these bonds, they create these bonds that's all it is the mania for arresting people and doing stuff is coming from the need to create bonds. They are fine. Right. The Grace Commission report that Ronald Reagan put out, let everybody know that your taxes do not go to pay for anything other than to pay back the interest on the national debt. So when they tell you your taxes pay for roads and schools, that's bullshit. Okay? So if your taxes are not going back to pay for that, then how are they getting money? How they're getting money is by creating liens and bonds off of individuals and pooling those together and putting them in funds. All right, that's what's happening, okay? And they right. got to keep <laughs> arresting people, putting charges on people, doing – that's where the mania is coming from. The mania is yeah. coming from the fact that they got to create money. This is about money. Right,
5: right, right. And and see, I also – and that's another thing I want everyone – I don't know if anyone's is just in dealing with a child care case. You're going to get false charges in a child care case, too. I know a lot of people think about other stuff, but they're doing it in the child care cases. They're doing that, and it's big, and it's a lot of big money, okay? And so this Mm -hmm. is why, too, you'll hear a lot of people, you know, you get online, you just see all these people, they're homeschooling it. They're just running up on them, just taking their kids and stuff. These people don't even have a delegation of authority. They only have, DHR only has investigatory power. So unless someone reports you, like, your district attorney, the police, or the staff, they have the right from the legislature to go investigate that, okay? And then if it's some criminal stuff that's automatically needed, they can go to court for a TRO against you to protect the child. But that's the only thing that they can get protective orders for. So what they're doing, because the judge in our area, sits on the Child Policy Council with D.H.R., he's, I believe he's telling them, well, look, you just, just do a dependency action. They don't know the child don't have the authority to file the petition, and then are now exactly. having...
1: Exactly, because you know what? There is a law that yep. says you take the risk. Uh, I forgot what it is, that you take the risk of not checking to see somebody's delegation of authority. There's actually a, a court citation that talks about that. It's like, look, like, if you mm-hmm. don't ask them for their delegation of authority, you take the risk. You take the risk. Wow. Oh,
5: my gosh. I'll show it it to you. I want to read that. Yeah, I will show that. There's
1: a citation. It's either in in, um, Zero Out Your Account or Nature of the Remedy. It's one of those books. Okay, okay. It's one of those books. Okay,
5: I'll look it up. Yeah, and so that's why I just wanted to let people know that you better go check to see, you know, go ahead and learn what, you know, um, people's delegation of authority are. And you learn that from whatever's written in the statute. If it's not there in the statute, they don't have that authority. Okay? And I believe what another thing they do, too, is saying, well, it doesn't say we, we can't do it. See? Well, just, and I, we found a court case that says just because, you know, the statute doesn't say you can't do it doesn't mean you can't do it. See? Because yeah, because they, they, what well, they're going to do is
1: they always are going to hit you with, well, the court said, the court said, what court well, said? The Supreme yep, Court,
4: yep.
1: right? <laughs> you know, the yep. Supreme Court. They say the court said this. The court said this. What court? What court are we talking about? Yep. What do you mean to say the court said? You know, right,
5: right. That's why we've gotten out of uh, quoting anything from the circus. We just, we just find, we just go to Google Scholar search and we find Supreme Court cases on what we've got to say and we just be done with it. You know, because we found out that they're actually making all of these. They're really making their <coughs> own kind of like turn the ball through their court rulings. Be
1: the yeah, it's called federal common yeah, they're making it exactly it's called federal common law and common law are two separate things. And you're absolutely correct oh. that people get caught up on that word common law to understand that they're making common law means case law. Okay? So they're making a oh. certain they're making a new kind of case law within a certain jurisdiction, within an administrative jurisdiction and calling it common law. Wow. Or judge made yep. law or judge made yep. law is another name for it. called it judge made law. But,
5: Right, right, and I thought that I heard Mr. Rod Class, who's also doing a, a very great work to help, you know, everyone, um, I thought I heard him say that he found a court case that says that whenever they make rulings that are contrary to what the Supreme Court has put out, that that's a criminal offense. See? And see, and if that's true, that they do it because they know no one knows that. See? And this is why I don't know what this, stigma comes from but i really hate when i hear people say so what you don't know won't hurt you i'm wondering who put that lie out who put that exactly. lie exactly because that's, <laughs> a bad, that's, a program. that's a big old lie what you don't know will hurt you if you don't know that dhr doesn't have the express authority under your state in their statutes to file the sitting there going along with something that's not even legal and uh, and totally unlawful because they didn't they don't they don't even have the standing to come see you about home your child. The only authority that DHR has is to file protective um uh, protective order petition to the court because you're doing something criminal with your child. And that's why these- we're headed now, um this week we're gonna be filing um, um uh, information report with the district attorney because he's the one that you report criminal information from. So we're, we're wanting to know, well, dude, look, if you don't have anything criminal on us that DHR has reported, then, you know, that's really criminal what they're doing. They don't even have no express delegation authority to file a petition for anything else. So,
4: well, the thing is like that, petition, that, that,
1: that that the servants have become the masters and – Like I heard a judge say one time I was in court, he said it's a shame public service gotta tell private citizens what to do. And that just right there is is their mindset.
5: Yep, and it is a shame and I don't blame them to a certain extent. And I mean and I don't want people to get upset when I'm saying this. These people have my children and I'm saying this. But this is what three years of intense study and reading case law and trying to understand separation of powers and things of that sort, I have come to understand that look, what you don't know will hurt you. And if you sit around and all you want to do is scroll on your Facebook and Instagram, and you think <laughs> that you don't need to be opening up your, your your state constitution and reading it to inform yourself about what your rights are and the difference between what public duties are and what and what public rights are and what private rights are, if you think that you don't have to have that understanding, I feel sorry for you because these people are gonna eat you alive. Because what you don't know, they gonna eat you.
1: They gonna eat, you your li- they're really g- they're
5: gonna eat you alive, and also really good. They gonna eat it- Yes, sir.
1: They go to show you the extent of your education too. Hey, sis, I gotta take the next call, but you, I, I'm so thankful. Um, it, it just okay, makes what's me what's feel it? like my work is went for something, and not just to hear you talk. Yes, and just the, I can yes, hear it in yes. your voice that you understand it. I mean, wow. Yes,
5: sir. And I keep you informed. Yeah, I tell like if we have a good, you know, outcome with our situation, I'll, I'll let you know what happened. I just. Yeah, you know, okay.
1: You know? Yeah, I'm gonna be back on the air. I'm gonna be back on the air more now. Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm coming back on the air. So you know, it's my this is my first day back. So you know, I'm gonna be <laughs> back <laughs> on every day. Start coming back on every day.
4: Yeah,
5: we were so excited when we, we said, "Oh, this one so law." Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, so you that do these because it is spiritual. It is spiritual. You said it is, and if you don't understand that. You know, I don't care how much paperwork you write, you, you, you write up. It's just, you know, because you gotta, you gotta be willing to
4: push your time
5: through. You gotta be willing to stand up in the face of adversity, and that strength is gonna come from your faith in the Most High. And that's what I leave everybody with. And thank you so much, Mister Eustis.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Okay. Let me take this call. Four two three fifty nine eighty four.
7: Hey, hey, how
1: you doing? All right, Pease, Peace, Pease. Peace. What's, what's going on?
7: Doing pretty good. Hey, you man, I wanna say, man, your show is on fire every single time you come on with natural law. And um <laughs> I've just been tuning in, listening and I just wanna <laughs> reflect back and say, you know, I agree with um everything y'all been saying that, you know, we gotta get back to natural law. You know, natural law is, is where it's at. I mean I know commerce and 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 um, the public and private is good, like you say. But I'm with you, brother. We got to get back to natural law. And uh, the moment we yep. get right there, and our our body and our souls get in harmony and unison. That's the moment we can get anything that we want it unlimited and limited to bring it to us spiritually. You know. So uh, hey, I'm just exactly man,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you know it, it it is the ultimate law to learn. That's why I have to touch on it. It's a concept that has to be because of the indoctrination of religion um, that, you know, takes a little time to deep into the psyches of of the majority of people. So we've got to talk about commerce and doing business and things like that. But at the end of the day, you're absolutely correct. It is the ultimate thing to know and learn and understand. Yes.
7: Yes. Yes. Totally agree, man. Um, I'm definitely, um, I'm here and um uh, trying Nigga area, China here, man, and you know, I'm definitely um promoting the wellness man on the public and uh, private side and even on the national side. And I'm just, you know, I'm trying to ring people heads, man, and I'm trying to get people, you know, um uh, activated and activated to um to this thing, man, and just try to inspire people to, to wanna to do more and do great, you know, and all of it's coming from you and your foundation and what you're doing, man. That's why you got so many people that just, you know, um, attacking you attacking your podcast and your broadcast man because you know you actually influencing the world man from the foundation up with the right information and that's what's important
1: i appreciate it brother i appreciate it (laughs) it's a lot of work sometimes it's good to hear some positive (laughs) feedback sometimes because it's like ah but you know i have to remind myself you know um they motivate me most of the time. A lot of time when people criticize me, it just makes me want to go harder. It makes me want to go yeah, harder, wow. you know right. what I'm saying? It makes me go hard. I'm, so, I'm going to go hard on this cat, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. you know, that's all it does to me. It makes me go hard, you know. I'm going to so, I'm so really go at you now. And, uh, you know, so that that's what it is. And, and sometimes I get a little tired. But um, it's nice to hear that you are having a positive effect on people. You know, that's good to hear.
7: That's good to hear. Yes, yes, sir, yes, sir. So, yeah, man, I want to say, um, yeah, I'm definitely tuning in every time you come in and everything, and I'm definitely gonna be, um, you know, listening and, you know, keep doing business with you guys and everything. But, um, hey, appreciate you, man, and appreciate everybody in your camp for doing everything. Hey, I'm out, man. All right, peace, God, peace.
2: All right, peace. y'all.
1: That's it. That's it for the day, for the Natural Laws hour. I'll be back on tomorrow at 11 a.m., Monday, tomorrow. Make sure you tune in. I don't know what I'm going to talk about tomorrow. I'll probably think about something. I don't know. But that was a pretty good show today, though, you know, huh? Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. I enjoyed this.
2: But I'll be back. Peace to all the
1: gods and goddesses. You've been listening to the hottest radio network on the planet High frequency radio, y'all. Peace to God. Y'all have a wonderful Sunday afternoon.